0: Hello. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wow. Uh, Hello.
0: (laughs) That's one way to start the show, I suppose. Jeez. Man, it's too early in the morning for this garbage. That was brutal. Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly
1: neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis, 2011,
0: and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Otaki Brothers. My name is Rusty, and this morning I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How Yo! What's up, man? I'm good, yeah. It's been uh, two weeks, I think, since we've recorded. Uh, yeah. We did not record last week. Uh, why, why did we do that? Because I had family in from North
1: that's Carolina. That's right, and Laura and I... Technically, you did too, and then... Yes, um, because of the marriage relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. And then you guys left...
0: And yeah we, we went, to went uh to a another state to see the Google dolls one of my uh favorite shameless uh bands from the late 90s to the early 2000s and they put on one heck of a show it was interesting because we were in a city that I'd never been in that was actually beautiful Lauren and I found a lot of really great local restaurants and when we got to the place we asked you know the staff you know where we would be sitting because we didn't know based on our tickets and We originally, when we ordered the tickets, thought we were going to be in the balcony, like kind of far back. Mm -hmm. And it was in this like very kind of like almost intimate like church cathedral like place and almost where they would play like theatrical orchestrated performances. Yeah, And so we got in and uh, we asked the person on the ground floor, oh yeah, you're you're on the ground floor, Um, go ask this person. I was like, okay. So we go through these doors and I'm thinking, okay, we're in the very back here. And this lady's like, uh, well, Lauren's like, okay, where is row Y? She's like, oh, uh, follow me. And we just keep going and going towards the stage and going towards the stage. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be, like, right there. And we I could casually throw a football right on the stage. And um, so we were thinking, okay, because um, it said the concert started at 8, yeah. which was a little bit later than we would typically go to a concert. And uh, the band comes out on the stage, and they're starting to play, and I'm like, that's John. That the, the Google dolls are on right now. There was no opening act, and I was, which didn't bother me. Yeah. And they proceeded to play for at least two hours. They played over twenty songs. Um, they played every song on "Dizzy Up the Girl," which is like kind of their infamous album that kind of put them on the map in the late nineties. So, um, it was one heck of a time. We found an Irish pub to kind of hang out in afterwards, and um, it was a good time. Nice. So we had yeah. good fun. But uh, something I want to do before we kick off the episode is. Kind of plug something that is not in use right now, but I did create it for really the community of this podcast, however small or large it ends up becoming, um, to kind of have a forum where people can get discussions going, um, really you know give feedback for us, Ryan and I specifically about the podcast to make it better, easily submit questions. Um, I created a Discord, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a um, I don't know how would you describe Discord. It's
1: uh, basically it's kind of like a chat room, but you can make multiple facets. So, like I'm there I'm I didn't know you did this. So um, you'd make like otaku brothers, I'm guessing, and then yeah. you could have like a question section, or you could have like complain about Ryan and Rusty section. Exactly. And whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I created. If you go to Discord, and you can download this on your phone for free or um, on your your, uh, desktop computer, laptop, whatever. And basically just search for Otaku Brothers Podcast, and you would just join that group. And so right now I have three uh, sub-forums of discussion. So just a general chat where um, I'd probably just be posting um, any updates to the show, whether or not Ryan and I were recording a specific week, what have you. We have a second uh, kind of forum that says show topic suggestions. Um, So again, here you can kind of... Um, post ideas for the show, either general topics of discussion, whether it's stuff in the news that you want us to, d- to kind of discuss or whatever you want.
1: Is there a space in there? And
0: then the third is listener questions. What's that? Is there a space? Among- there is, yes. Oh, okay. It's not all one word. That's good to know. Um, ta- Otaku Brothers Podcast. So, yeah, I mean, hop in there. I think it'd really just make... Um, it kind of streamline communication between us and the audience, the people that listen to this show, and I think it would be fun to get some... um. Kind of real-time feedback, questions, all that fun stuff. So Nice. Yeah. But uh, we have a pretty interesting show here tonight. You know, I've listened to a number of gaming podcasts, as I've mentioned in the past. And uh, one of the topics of discussion that often comes up with listener questions is the if you are on a desert island question. So Ryan and I are going to kind of revolve the show, the main topic tonight or this morning, um, around that. So we have um a slew of things that if we were on a desert island by ourselves, nobody, no female interests here. This is just us.
1: That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can entertain myself.
0: You get a dog though. Let's say that. Let's let's change the so think about parameters a- are all changing. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> okay. So you get a dog breed. So think about oh, that. Oh, I'm all
1: about that dog breed. Okay. I got that a- that's the easiest question. Okay,
0: so just think about that. Man's best friend, right? So um, you get a dog, and then like three, what do we have here? We have three uh, games. Well,
1: I've, I've listed games, CDs, movies, and books.
0: There it is. There it is. But before we get into the main topic, you know how this show goes. The games that we've been playing recently. So
1: you're starting off this Rusty
0: one. finally jumped on the Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of the Elusive Age train.
1: Yes, thank you. And no surprise,
0: <laughs> I'm loving it. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I wouldn't say it is my favorite Dragon Quest game, but I'm only 20 hours in, uh, which sounds like a lot, but this is a game that takes at least a bare minimum 60 hours to beat. Yeah, I think I'm at the final boss,
1: and I'm at 56, 57. Yeah. But I still have to do some grinding so I can beat him.
0: Yeah, so graphically, I think it looks the best i think it's the best looking game on the ps4 from an anime perspective you know like of course there's you have your uncharteds last of us um games bloodborne that are more oh
1: bloodborne's realistic have a well
0: it's not it's it's not it's, realistic in the sense of like uncharted where there's like but you know yeah. the imagery there is is very real mm-hmm. um and it's not so much like comic book aesthetic
1: no, I really like the graphics of this game. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the Dragon Ball Z world, exactly. which I've always wanted to be. Oh, of course. And um, the main character, Rusty, or in my case, Vegeta. Vegeta. Is, um, he looks like Future Trunks. He does. From the original Dragon Ball Z. And as a kid, that was always my favorite character, was Future Trunks. So I was pretty excited right about
0: that on. one. Yeah, so... Um... Graphically, it looks great. We'll get into kind of the, the characters and the music and the combat here in a second, but I kind of want to read a quick synopsis of the plot here because, um, or just how the game is kind of kicked off, of course. I don't want to do any spoilers. Ryan and I are going to try and keep this as spoiler-free as possible. <laughs> if something slips, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I don't think so. I mean, in a Dragon Quest game, you very much expect, you know, I've played um, four, five, six, and 9, and all of them for the most part, have these save-the-world-type stories. Well, that's a JRPG thing, is it? it? really is kind of a trope in those games. I mean, certainly there are certain plots, plot twists and things like that um, within these games. But for the most part, it kind of follows this one-trick pony thing. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I come to Dragon Quest. You know, it's like I go to...
1: You expect the formula. You love the formula. That's why I come back to the
0: formula. That's why I go back to Noodles & Company and get my Japanese pan noodles. I know exactly what I'm getting every you time. you get the beef? No, I get the grilled chicken, brother.
1: Okay, well, uh, I won't fault you for that, Lauren. You should get the
0: Parm, Jode. <sighs> <laughs> okay, maybe next time. Yeah, Lauren always gets. Uh, she subs the shiitake mushrooms. Which, why would you do no, that? No,
1: they're gross. They're gross. What mushrooms are gross?
0: Oh no, nah. dude. When I was in college in the dormer or the the dining halls, mm-hmm. and there was the salad bar, I would literally get like a little mini bowl of like the mushrooms. I just pop them in.
1: No, they're too slimy. I feel like I'm... Yeah.
0: Well, no, I mean... They
1: also don't taste like anything I would enjoy tasting again. The (laughs) texture,
0: it's certainly probably a texture thing because they're almost like crunchy. Uh,
1: No, they're more slimy. Well, slimy...
0: The slimy have like a crunch to them when you bite into them. Yeah.
1: It's like... um,
0: If you eat them in combination with the noodles and the broccoli and the chicken, Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: I've accidentally done that. I wasn't a fan.
0: Yeah. Well so What is Lawrence it for? Extra broccoli.
1: What a noob. I know. I extra carrots. Because that has carrots on there, I think.
0: Yeah, I think carrots are in there, which is always good co- extra good flavor. Mm-hmm. So um all right, so back to Dragon Quest. So <laughs>
1: back to carrots and broccoli. <laughs>
0: the game is set in the world of Air 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 And begins as the kingdom of <laughs> Dundrasil is invaded and destroyed by an army of monsters. The protagonist, an infant during the attack, is among those who attempt to escape, but becomes separated and ends up floating down a river and is bound by an old man known as Chalky in the village of Cobblestone. Mm-hmm. Being adopted by his daughter, Amber, the protagonist <coughs> is then raised in the village. Unaware of his adoptive status and living in the village until his teens, he eventually participates in, believe it or not folks, a coming-of-age tradition by climbing the mountain of Cobblestone Tour with his childhood friend, Gemma. During the trek, they are attacked by monsters, and upon reaching the summit, a large bird-like monster attacks and leaves Gemma hanging off the edge. Uh, what is this word? Gemma
1: falls to her death, and to express himself in the post-mortem of his dear friend, he joins a rock band. There it <laughs> is. Punk Green Day remakes.
0: That that was the plot, folks. So
1: that was the um, Americanized version. Yes, of exactly.
0: RPG. Noticing a mark on his hand glowing, the protagonist then summons lightning to attack it. Killing it and Gemma simultaneously. I'm kidding. It saves Gemma.
1: So <laughs> she, she is fried <laughs> to a crisp. You grind her up and put her on Excuse your me. Japanese pan. <laughs>
0: there it is. There it is. No. So that's kind of how that kicks off. He goes back to the town. He's kind of a hero, and then he kind of embarks on this long quest, as you would assume. And along the way, he you know goes to many different villages and towns, and meets several different characters that he comes into contact with that and end up joining his party.
1: So would it be considered a spoiler to discuss the characters that join your party?
0: I don't think so. no okay. I mean, because there's no really real plot giveaway there um okay. so yeah, we'll so, avoid the things you don't know. yeah. so I think you know the two girls that joined the party, one of them is, is all right. The other one, Veronica, is kind of annoying to me. What, the, the short one? The shorter one.
1: I liked her. She was just sarcastic and a complete dick to everyone.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, she does have some really good quips. You know, yeah. like when someone says something and she kind of calls them out like like how it is. Yeah. And I liked that, you know. Um, I think it was, it was less her, her dialogue when you were in like cutscenes in the town and more like in battle and I think that's one of my gripes in the game is the dialogue when you're fighting or like after the battle where it's like another one bites the dust. <laughs> it's like if I have to hear that one more time, Eric, I'm gonna kill you.
1: I, I think that's that was a main complaint of um, Xenoblade too. Is they they sh- uh, they uh, they shout the same phrase. <laughs> <What was that? laughs> I was, I don't know why I went instantly to see. that is a normal body function. Yeah, yeah they, I, should, they, I should just I just to start swearing. Yeah, no. Um, they shout the same phrases throughout battle and it's just a really like to the extent that you have three or four times that they're saying the same thing through battle yeah um and i think is that a common uh jrpg thing
0: it is i mean in like the final fantasies certainly the later that's ones what you get yeah take my sword like, yeah exactly yeah. no that's that's, that's totally cool. a normal thing and um,
1: That's a stylistic choice.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not
1: that you accept too
0: overly um, of an annoyance, you know, especially when you're grinding and stuff like that. Like I'll put on a podcast or something yeah, like that, I, or I watch turn the Pete. sound down, and yeah, I just go. Um, and so when you're kind of traversing the world, I would say it's semi-open world. When you get into like the the plains of Rohan and stuff like that. Um, no but when you are like in these like large field and the Rohirin are charging you 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 can't ride horse in this game Uh, but when you're like kind of traversing these open environments um, there's definitely parts of the world that you can kind of go off the beaten path and explore and find treasure chests and like um, items for crafting and things like that but for the most part you know exactly where you need to go if you press the square button you'll immediately pop open the map and one of my favorite things about the game is that there's like a little blurb that says your current objective that will always remind you where you need to be going. Yes. Which I think is a very great design choice that I think, especially in this day and age, JRPGs of this magnitude need to have because, like you, you took a few weeks off for you to go back and play. I doubt you know exactly, you might, you're Ryan. I mean, (laughs) I doubt, you know, the average person, if they take three weeks off from playing a JRPG, isn't going to go back to it and know exactly what they need to do. And this not only does it tell you the current objective, but every time you boot the game back up, it has a quick like 30-second story blurb... I do really like that. ...of the things that have happened. It's like st- the story thus far. And it kind of...
1: It just got real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here's why. Exactly. And it kind of um, quickly summarizes the events that you know happened in the past, whatever, five hours of gameplay and what you need to do next, which I think is really, really great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think about um, what do you think about the music?
1: Yeah, I really like the music. Um, there, it's a lot. I was listening to the soundtrack while you were sleeping this morning, mm-hmm. and um, the and I was the, just watching you. Yeah, I was standing over your core, <laughs> not corpse, your body, listening to trumpets. <laughs> no, there's lots of brass instruments. Um, the music kind of feels like you're in a Smash Bros. game. I could see Almost. Um Not like specific, like Kirby's Dream Course and like those kind of yeah. things. But like, it's very much a thing that you would find in one of those like Smash Bros. maps. Yeah. Which is not a complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really listen to the music as much because I, the second I am in the game, I don't really hear it. It's more of an atmosphere. And exactly. And it's kind of, in like... It, I guess that's a testament to the music itself, that it does immerse you into the game. So, like, the same way, like, a Bloodborne would have that creepy music that gives the atmosphere of, like, I don't know what's going to happen, I'm going to die. This one makes, like, it's very bright, it's very colorful, and the music is a testament to that, and definitely complements.
0: And I think that's the key point, what you were saying, is that you don't really necessarily notice it.
1: Yeah, because you go on about this music and it's this style and i really liked it here and then it opens up i'm like i didn't he- i'm thinking about games and i'm like i don't hear the music i'm just immersed in the game yeah
0: well and that i think is the is the problem for me because i also don't really <coughs> notice it i feel like it is just kind of there which bothers me because i think a music should really strike you like you know in final fantasy 13 and kingdom hearts there's you go into you know Traverse Town and there's like this just really sweet um, you know melodic you know orchestrated song that's just like really gripping and just like calming and there's nothing here that I've heard so far that's really like wow that's that's good stuff because this is not a soundtrack I'm gonna go to work and listen to
1: no it's not and from what I've heard of the reviews it's they reuse some songs mm-hmm. which I think is more of a. Uh, like a callback, and like the people for nostalgia. Yeah, I've never played a Dragon Quest game, so I don't have that nostalgia. So the it's definitely like
0: the trumpets and everything, and the way yeah, everything sounds is definitely a callback and similar to the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Dragon Quest Nine, I think has a beautiful soundtrack. I actually have the CD soundtrack mm-hmm. at home. Um, I think the battle theme is pretty underwhelming, which is why like I always. Well, I mean. I would have a podcast going or watch Pete stream regardless, you know. Um, But yeah, I definitely turn it down because one, Lauren's sleeping usually when I play. But um, but yeah, it's just it's nothing um, to write home about, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, I think so much of the game they got right that it doesn't really bother me that much.
1: Yeah, well, like you referenced Traverse Town, I don't remember the soundtracks from Kingdom Hearts, and that's not. Because I don't listen to them. Because I do remember it being a good atmosphere. and like, But it's more, I went into that town and the music complemented to the extent that I was feeling what I should feel. Whether I remember the melody specifically or not. Because you think in music and mm-hmm. you have a bunch of CDs and stuff. I don't think that way. I've never been able to pick up music. Mm. I could only sing, which you don't really need to be. That I'm not. I'm gonna piss off someone saying that. You you don't. It's very different way of thinking opposed to playing an instrument like yeah. strings, brass, anything. Singing is you already have the instrument built into you.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Well, shame on you for not remembering I know. Traverse Town.
1: <laughs> no, I do. We because. You have the freaking vinyls for all of these things, so you consistently listen to them. And then after the pa- fact, you go back and you're like, I love this song. I love this song. Yeah. I don't do that. I listen to people rant about space and, like, China.
0: Dude, I don't even want to know what freaking books you cho- chose to... <laughs> yeah.
1: You're going to hate me.
0: <laughs> I want you to name them off. I don't even want to hear about it, honestly. <laughs> um Yeah. No, I I do want to go back to
1: the story and the plot, um, just to, you were saying about how there's these common tropes and things. This is my first time kind of experience, besides Pokemon, this is my first JRPG. I did some Xenoblade, but it's just such a daunting size. It is. And I got this one knowing that you would eventually play this because you were super excited. Mm -hmm. So it's... I wanted to get through it as well. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it because I really enjoyed this game. Um, but there are plot twists because I'm not used to those tropes that caught me off guard. Yeah. Or that I found I was like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Because I'm very much the person who's like trying to predict or like, where's this going? Like, what's happening? And that's why I power through these games. Yeah. Because um, I want to know what's going to happen next. But there's twists and turns that I enjoyed cuz I didn't see them coming.
0: Yeah, and I, I really like how the story is told and how it develops. Like you said, there are some like minor twists here and there, and it really plays out like an anime, like a movie, you know. You're wa- you're you're watching these cut scenes that are considerable considerably lengthy yeah. at, at times. Yeah. They're also fully voice acted. Um pretty much everyone is has like an English like accent, which is fine by me.
1: The I like <laughs> I heard some complaints about uh there's so many different accents, and some of yeah. them are really, how do you usually describe it, like deep, almost, or mm-hmm. like overemphasized. Like, if you have a German accent, and you're like, ah, uh, he's okay, or like the Irish or Scottish accents that they use yeah. are very emphasized.
0: That Yeah, I can see that.
1: I don't, it doesn't matter, because you're going to a different town, and then they have these heavy accents, you're like, okay.
0: Yeah, and for the most part, at least for my 20 hours, I'm not spending... Well, for me, because I'm 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 grinding quite a bit, you know, I'll spend more time in a town than I probably should. But it's not like you're spending fifteen hours in a city. No, you know, because there are so many different cities in the game that you have to go to that it's really not too bothersome. Um, and then half the
1: I think the one of the greatest part about like grinding in cities is um, seeing the new armor you get. Oh yeah, and so like trying which, to upgrade, which but, you don't need to upgrade every city because. Some of the cities are quicker and you'll eventually get stuff that'll re- replace it.
0: But Question for you. Yes. So when I bought the game, since I pre-ordered it on Amazon, I got, um, I think everyone really gets this with the game. Yeah, I think they do. The um,
1: old heroes.
0: <coughs> yeah, so the old hero in Dragon Quest Eight, you get his gear. Mm-hmm. When I put that on, it, my my stuff changed. Yeah. Now, whenever I put on something, the only thing that I see physically change is my weapon. He's always wearing the purple stuff. Yeah, so
1: I did look into this. So um, the things that actually change your appearance are the things with the, uh, what is it, the stars on them. Okay. So there's some armor pieces. If you go back to that hero's armor or whatever his name is, um, he has, those have stars on them. Okay. Two stars next to each other, one like diagonally. Um, Any piece of armor that has that will change your appearance. So there is one in that like sandy town, yeah. That will change the short girl's appearance, um, or the yeah, the or the taller girl. Okay, yeah. Um, so like you can have so I think there's bunny ears at that town as well. Oh, and that's It has right. stars on them. Yeah. Until you get the rest of the bunny costume, you won't get the bottom. So you have to have the headgear and the actual armor, that's, which is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. I, that was a minor gripe of mine. Yeah. Because um, you want to see your characters change. I understand why they would want like a kind of iconic, I guess, armor set or like that main. Yeah. I yeah. uh, There is a really cool
0: changing armor set
1: that you will put on your main character.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that I think that's one of my gripes. But um, one of the other things, you know, kind of, I guess, moving along here to things we dislike... Dragon Quest is known for being able to save, or ha- the way you save in the game is you go to a church and you talk to either a priest, um, or you talk to a priest and you basically, they call it confession, and you, that's, that's how you save. And they they got halfway there for what I wanted them to do. You know, if you're out in the open world, there's like little campsites that you can camp out at and rest so that you can regenerate your your health and your magic and you can save there. But, like, if you're in a dungeon and you're grinding and you're, you know, just walking around trying to get through all these different floors to get to the final boss and you die, then your game restarts, you know, and you lose all that progress. Yeah. I think in today's day and age, there's no excuse for not being able to save anywhere. Well, yeah.
1: Uh, I could...
0: Because my point being is that, like, you could be mindlessly just grinding or whatever and not really paying attention to your health or whatever. then you accidentally die and you lose three hours of progress.
1: That That's why I rage quit my
0: first playthrough when I was doing um, the hard mode. Exactly. Early. Yeah. So you can't, I mean, if you could just press start before certain battles, like, oh, my health's getting low, just, just in case. Press yeah. start, save, boom, gone.
1: Yeah, well, I was testing it and I, that was kind of a complaint as well, is I don't know if so much save everywhere, but... It's more you have checkpoints every so often or a quick save or something like that. It doesn't even have to be a hard manual save. I think quick saves nowadays or like you enter a new area and it quick saves.
0: Well, that's the thing. It confuses me because when you walk into a new area, it says in the bottom left hand hand corner of the screen auto saving.
1: I don't know what that is. I
0: don't know. And I don't feel comfortable enough to just die and figure it out. No, because
1: I've tested it and I lost.
0: Exactly. So it's like, why would they like have that message there when it really isn't doing anything? Um,
1: I'm not sure. I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. I think there is... When you die, you can go to a hard save. You can go to a... There's like three different options. You can go to the main menu, you can go to a hard save, and then you can go to like a quick save. Okay. Um, I generally, when I'm grinding, I'm near a campsite and grind around there. So if I get low, I can always just... Can't fire my health back up. Okay, that's or fair. Or poison. Um, but yeah, if you're going, like, later on, there's, you, I think you get a boat, and you can yeah, go to, yeah. you, okay, I don't know if you're there. So you get a boat, and you can go to an island mm-hmm. and grind, and that's kind of where I ground out some levels. Mm-hmm. And when you first start, I mean, these are big, g- giant guys, so they hit pretty hard, um, you are pretty far from any safe place because there's no save on the island. Yeah. So you have to teleport, boat back, if you want to redo all your health, which is unfortunate. Though you can teleport.
0: Nice. Oh well, yeah, because they have the chimera wing or whatever it is. Uh, the zoom. Yeah, zoom. Oh, that's a spell that you can use. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: just zoom back. It takes no mana.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of grinding, so how do you feel about the combat?
1: um i't I in, i did not mind it I mean, I went in knowing that it was gonna be turn based
0: exactly, so um, it is kind of like Pokemon in the sense that you walk into these enemies, you know they're <laughs> which is real i like you know, and I think Pokemon is going in this direction um as you kind of traverse this open world, all the enemies are just kind of hanging out that you know, that was around. actually
1: one of the things that I put down as one of my things that i mo- liked most mm-hmm. and I think Pokemon let's go has that it looks like Exactly. I've seen that, and that's where Pokemon should be. Absolutely. Um, just seeing that um, er, realized and seeing it in a giant open world, I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to avoid certain enemies if I want to get uh, attack like a dragon for more XP, I can do that. Yeah. I don't have to be a random encounter with like a Pidgey. You know? Yeah. I could go for the higher Jigglypuff XP. Exactly um so that was good um are you using a one-handed or a two-handed sword
0: i kind of switch like honestly it's basically whatever's strongest okay when i go into a shop i do like the animation of the two-handed because it's it reminds me of monster hunter um and it's yeah. just kind of like overpowered um so i i typically go for that so
1: have you gotten to the casino
0: i've not so i'm in the the place with like the the gondolas i think it's uh Galapagos or something like that. Yeah,
1: something that had gondola in the name.
0: Yeah. Um, And uh, I can't remember what I need to do there, but that's where I'm at. Okay. little city with, like, little boats you can kind of... It's almost like Venice. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, that's... And they do base these cities off of, like, significantly drastically different weathers. And, like, that one's obviously European. Mm -hmm. There's one that's obviously, like, a desert, like Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia town. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the world is very varied. It's well realized. I think, you know, from the, the town designs to the actual enemies that you're fighting, there's a lot of variability there, which I think is great. I I think certainly, you know, in Pokemon, when you go to a certain area, you know, you're going to get your Caterpies, your Weedles, your Kakunas, whatever. And this, yeah, you're going to go to a certain area and there's going to be four to five common, stop playing footsies with me, Ryan, (laughs) enemies. And, uh, but each time you go to a new city, all the enemies are very different, yeah, which is yeah. great. And a lot of them, too, their design is kind of catered to the environment. Which so I really like. When you're in the desert, there's like enemies that you would suspect to be in a desert. They're like they just the way they look. Um, or like
1: it, the the swamp area. Yeah, um, getting to the gondola area has like bugs that poison you. Yeah, like which frogs you would and
0: stuff, and like yeah. So I think that was really neat. Just very well designed. Um, speaking to combat for myself, so once you're in, you know, you you run into an enemy, you can have a preemptive strike on the the person. You're in like this little spherical grid. And I didn't know until like five to eight hours in that you can like move your characters around.
1: Yeah, it doesn't avoid attacks or anything. But yeah,
0: it's, which it's just kinda like there. I don't I don't know. It's just kind of there. Which it is what it is, I guess. It's it's interesting. Um what I do though is I control um my character Rusty and Eric, which Eric is actually my favorite character. Yeah. Um I just really like his his dialogue.
1: Like dragon or he looks like he's Super Saiyan um
0: Blue, yeah, exactly. Um, so I control them, and then I have um, Sylv- Sylvander, Sylv- Sylvander, whatever, yeah, whatever Sylvancat. his name is. Um, my and favorite the, character in the party, and um, the healer, the taller girl. Okay, um, but I have them as fight wisely. So, what's interesting about this game is you can modify the tactics, <laughs> so you can basically, um, if you wanted to, to make it super streamlined, not control anyone except for yourself, and essentially just Simulate the battle. Um, I like to have some control.
1: Well, I do that for grinding. Exactly. I'm on full auto when I'm grinding. Grinding.
0: When I fight bosses, then I do control everyone. I'm full manual. Exactly. So um, I think that really streamlines the experience, Um, similar to, you know, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, where you could do times three multiplier for the speed of the battle. Yeah. And I kind of just, you know, you just want to go. You just want to get through these levels. Well,
1: you can put on like Netflix or you do podcasts or Twitch streaming or whatever you're listening to. You can just put that on in the background. You look at, make sure your health is, you have a healer in there. Yeah. Um, and you just grind a bit, go back, save, redo your health, get back to your place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. So I really like that in the sense that, um, it just streamlines gaining experience, leveling up all that good stuff. But, um,
1: yeah, I mean, for me, it was good. You get to a point where you can use abilities for every move, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you obviously are gonna filter out which abilities work best. And I found that I was consistently with my main character using like this energy two-handed sword mm-hmm. and just slamming that. and it was after a point it became less um, it became more repetitive. Yeah, which I guess is more of an end game thing, so I'm not really surprised. It's not so much a gripe. it was just more of an observation.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, now, what do you think of the the pet powers? These are like basically... Um, going Super Saiyan. Your characters go Super Saiyan, then you can kind of like fuse together to do some like ultra attack, so...
1: Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I, I think with the genre and with the style, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
0: no, I like it. So, um, yeah, you've played nearly 60 hours, you're basically at the end of the game. How do you think from the games that you played this year is going to stack among your, like your games of the year?
1: Um, well, as far as, I made a list, so I've, got a War, Monster Hunter. Okay,
0: hold on. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it until we do our end of the year podcast.
1: No, I'm saying those are, I've only played a few games, so, like, yeah, out, but like out of the big titles that I've played this year, this is an order, this is just a list.
0: Okay, well, so here's my, gonna be our condition, conditionally, like, we're gonna be, when we do our game of the year lists, yeah. it's gonna be whether it came out this year or not. It is. No, that's my point. Like, is it? It was at a it's st- so like yeah like it's a statement so like our oh, list okay. it can include games from 1998 to today. No, that's fine. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm not gonna play play ten games that came out in 2018. It's just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, so I mean, out of the games that have come out in 2018, it's in my top ten because I don't think I've played that many games. You go through like a game a week. So well,
0: it depends on the genre. Like I mean, like the, yeah, Goldeneye like, can platformers beat, and beat things.
1: I haven't played through many games because the games that I play are generally larger, Mm -hmm. and I expect to put a lot of hours into them. It's like playing Skyrim. It's Skyrim versus like a platformer. Mm -hmm. You expect you're going to get lost, and then you're going to kill a bunch of people, and then you're going to do a bunch of side quests, and then you're going to kill a bunch of more people who you weren't supposed to kill, so everyone hates you.
0: How'd that make you feel, Ryan? (laughs) (laughs)
1: The White Run is so empty. (laughs) Um, Seriously, try to kill the Jarl and see if everyone gets pissed at you. uh, (laughs) Put that on my to-do list for the weekend.
0: Uh, No, I think for me, it's definitely going to be among the top... Definitely top 10. We'll see if it sneaks in the top five. Um, I already have my list pretty much solidified. So, you know, if I end up playing Spider-Man this year, if I get to God of War, Horizon, Zero Dawn, we'll see where those games stack up. I'm sure... It's going to be a competitive list because, like, I really played some great games this year. So,
1: was Horizon Zero done 18 or 17? What do you mean 18 or 17? Uh, oh, that was last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was last year. I have to double check what's yeah. 18 versus what is. Yeah. Yep. Because I think I've done mostly 17 games.
0: Yeah, I have quite a few 17, and then um, a lot of games from just like. Early PS4 games because I got my PS4 like well, late. It's already October. Late last year, dude. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, I know.
1: For a second, I was thinking it was August. I'm-
0: yeah, no, dude. Time is is flying by. Um, so I had a, qu- a few quick questions for you. Um, what do you think of the crafting system in this game?
1: I'm trying to remember. Um, I found it annoying. Did you? Yes. Um, because. The amount of hits are based off your level. So it it incentivizes you level like power leveling your character and the how good your armor is is based off the number of hits and how close you can get to those little like areas to be within. Mm -hmm. Um so if you're at say I think I'm like sixty or something. To get the higher end gear, which you want going into like a final boss battle of the game or like the first ending, I can't hit enough because there's, they become like six of them and the the bars become much longer and much more dense. Mm -hmm. I can't hit enough times to get anything more than like just failing.
0: Yeah. So we should basically explain, you get this thing called the fun sized forge from your buddy... Um, it's a good concept, Eric. Yeah, like early on in the game, and what you do is you have you know certain resources you can craft armor, accessories, hats, swords, weapons, wh- whatever you want to craft. Really, you can you can make in this game, and you kind of throw these items into a pot, and then it brings up like almost like this the, this mini game where you have like this hammer that you kind of like will go up and down. And you have to basically like click for it to um, like fill this meter, and you want to fill the meter at this one particular point to essentially craft a perfect item. Um I found it to be a fun break from the, the game, but again, I'm 20 hours in. I could see, like, once I level up enough or get all the ingredients for, like, a really nice piece of armor, I'm not going to want to, like, have to go through this stupid mini game. I just want to, like, throw the items in a pot because I, I grinded for all these items, this ore, whatever it might be, to be able to make this thing I don't want to have to do this chore of a mini game to then get the armor. Yeah. You know, it's I, like.
1: And it becomes an irritant. because well, one, you have 20 different types of hits or whatever. But y- yeah, cause every, every so often you get because it's all based on leveling, you get a certain point, you get a new type of hit. Exactly. Like it's a four hit or whatever or a light hit. Um, And then at the end, you're obviously getting end game loot that I don't know how the respawns work, but I think it's every 24 hours or every day cycle, the the drops respawn. Um, So you have like a certain type of shell or like a platinum ore. So you have to go through and look up, if you don't remember where they are, where the platinum ore are. And then you have to wait for 24 hours for those to respawn if you have a really crappy take on that forge. So that early game... It's cool, like I think before that first like pyramid um two bosses, yeah, you can get a plus three weapon, helps out a lot, cool, yeah, but like end game stuff where you're grinding or you'd have to grind out another set of hard resources, it becomes irritating without maxing out your guy, which is gonna take a while unless you're like power sliming or mm-hmm. metal sliming, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of... It, it, I think the best armor you can get from forging.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, you'd have to power level your way up. Yeah. But it's a
0: cool concept. No, I like it. Yeah, it, it can be an annoyance sometimes, though. Um, now, do you think the game is too linear, or do you think there's enough to explore?
1: Um, well, it's a single-player game. I think there's enough to explore... Yeah, I would say there's enough to explore. Mm-hmm. I, I expected a linear game, and I mean, being 60 hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. I it, there's enough. I feel the same way. Like,
1: I would. I almost
0: game. get too over. Like in a game like Skyrim, it's it can be almost overwhelming at times. You know, very much so. And I like in this game that it's 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 kind of like Final Fantasy 13 in the sense that like you're going through these corridors or whatever. You're in this city then you go to a new area that kind of opens up. You still have this main objective in the center of the map that you need to get to, but you can kind of search every nook and cranny around that place to again, find treasure, hidden stuff, what have you. And I think for me that's enough because as an adult having responsibilities, I can't the worst. I can't put 200 hours into a game like I used to be able to.
1: Yeah. And like compare not to compare every open world or semi-open world to Skyrim but there's a lot more to explore side stuff, like random caves and things in yeah. Skyrim. And this is not built for that. No, exactly. And it's I'm almost glad it's not. Yeah. You have a few items around the map which you can click on your filters and see where they're at around each kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be very much more overwhelming if you had m- tons of side areas because there are caves and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I, I wanted to get through the main story and, like, understand what's happening and, like... I can't say that because I would spoil things. But between each third, from my understanding, because I'm not in the third third, there's drastic change-ups of how everything is. Yeah. So um, it gives more variability to each region mm-hmm. between each of those three segments. Yeah. So that's cool. And it, it gives two different looks on... Or like, yeah, it just gives more variability.
0: Yeah. So that's really all I have to say about it now. Um, we've kind of gone on for 40 minutes about Dragon Quest, so...
1: Well, yeah, well, one of your questions would, would I play...
0: Oh yeah, more I in mean series. Yeah, so have you, you've put sixty hours into this one. Would you ever go back and play any of the others? Yeah,
1: I would. I do need a break from JRPGs, and that's yeah. I still haven't beaten the final boss, but at this point, I did it in two weeks. Like I beat a sixty-hour game in two weeks. Yeah, and I have a full-time job where I do like fifty plus hours a week. Yeah, exactly. So it's your fault, Ryan. It is my fault. No, I meant the other. Oh, Ryan. that is Ryan's fault. Yeah, oh, what a jerk. Yeah, actually, no, it's no longer Ryan's fault. It is. It's now Joe's fault. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's always Joe. Uh, but Ryan's been harassing me this week. He did, um, it, was, it was funny, he came back Which. to me, and he's like, hey, I was listening to your podcast, and I just got a random text at work, It was like, oh crap, I still have your Infinity War DVD. So, this, it is good for something, that I have this podcast, and I can rant about management.
0: Exactly, this is your outlet. It's my forum. Yeah. Um, um,
1: yeah, no, I would play another one in the series. Um, I think this is, yeah, I think I said it earlier, but, after Pokemon, this is my first RPG that I've completed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: minus the final boss. Um, I think going into like a Xenoblade where I wasn't playing it alongside someone, that was daunting. Yeah. Because I've heard it's anywhere from like 80 hours to 200 hours. Yeah, it's stupid. Or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, th- I might eventually go back to that one. Um, I do need a break from the JRPG genre. No, though. totally. And
0: that's why I like playing one like once a year. You know, really yeah. digging my um, digging deep into that. And then between all of that, I'm playing platformers, action yeah, I think RPGs, you can, whatever.
1: You can do Western RPGs a lot more frequent. Yeah. Then you can do J because it has the style of JRPGs are very niche.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So y- you know what you're getting. You're getting the same quirks from my understanding. With each JRPG... Because you can expect expect some sort of formula. Yeah. Um, with Western RPGs, there's so much variability, and it's more... Because we are in the West, that's kind of what I enjoy more.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, so that's Dragon Quest. You can get it on the PlayStation 4, I'd, maybe PC, and it's eventually coming to the Switch as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so definitely... Um, comes highly recommended i think for both ryan and myself and uh yeah if you're looking for something really meaty um fun story great characters and uh interesting combat definitely check it out beautiful beautiful game but uh anything else you've been playing this week ryan
1: yeah so last week i was talking about how i was playing bloodborne and i wanted to platinum the game i have yet to do that so i'm still working on that um I was working on getting a, the Chikage, the um, blood tinge weapon from Martyr Lagarius. So I got that. So I'm currently working on three characters to get the three different endings. Um, I'm not going to go through New Game Plus to power out Platinum Trophy because that would take a lot of yelling, a, a few controllers, and yeah, um, dude. New Game Plus 2 would not be fun trying to beat everyone. So... I beat my first playthrough, like my main character, it took about 45, 50 hours. Mm -hmm. And that was because I was exploring everything. Um, My second playthrough took about 15 hours, so I've significantly cut my time. Um, My third playthrough, I'm doing the final ending, so with the two final bosses. And I've beaten that in about nine hours. And then my third playthrough is about four hours to get at the Nazgul. So it'll take me about five hours to get to the Nightmare. And yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Nice. Um, I also have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm about eight hours into that one. You bastard. Yeah. Um, So it's hard not to compare it to Bloodborne. um, Just coming off of playing what two playthroughs um but i'm enjoying it so far nice yeah so let's see it's my first assassin's creed since um the third one um it's it's a lot of fun it's an rpg so the combat is very much more limited compared to what it used to be yeah from my impressions um it's less refined because you have so much variability. Before it was just counter and stab people with things. Yeah. Um since there's more weapons or unique weapons, um, it, it doesn't play like a, a Dark Souls, which is what I have to compare it to because I'm just played that. Exactly. Um so like the dodging isn't as crisp. The hitboxes are less crisp, but it is a good game. Um I did find Towards the beginning, there is a bounty system, kind of like in GTA. Yeah, yeah. Where you have, instead of stars, they're, like, helmets. Really? Like, you have, the more, I've killed a lot of people that I shouldn't have killed, like, of my own, like, army. Oh, really? So, yeah, my bounty goes up consistently. And it happened, like, in the first few quests where, like, you're level one, the first bounty guy or bounty hunter to come after you is level five. So it, it feels so like a um an it follows movie. Oh, know? yeah. So it it cons- the Bounty Hunter consistently kind of tracks you around the map. Ooh. And you're like, oh gosh. So you're going through a main quest, and this was my ear tint because I couldn't get rid of the Bounty Hunter early on. Yeah. Before I hit the like level four level five. Um he would come like I'd be raiding a camp and he'd walk down the path into this camp that I was trying to raid and I could kill the people in the camp cuz they're yeah. level 3 but he's level 5 and he just walks in and he's like hey I'm going to kill you oh my god so gosh. he's in the like I'm in the middle of a quest trying to kill like a captain or whatever and he just comes in and is just trying to destroy me so oh, it no. like the first the first three quests he's just an irritant yeah um but I guess I did kill the wrong people and I did break the law yeah Um, But later on, I was able to kill him pretty early on. And I used the tactic of, you have a bow, which is a lot of fun to play with. Oh, I bet. So I got up on the roof, and because he could, like, maybe four-shot me, I would hit him with my arrows. He'd start walking up a ladder. I'd just keep shooting him. And then I would stab him with my spear a few times. To the point where he'd fall off the ledge of the house, Nice. so that he won't get any hits in, and then he'd do it again. I just because they have a lot of health; their yeah, health like is it. a lot denser than like a normal guard. Okay, um, so it's kind of like it feels almost like in Bloodborne where you're hunting other hunters. Yeah, which is really cool. That that was my favorite part of like Bloodborne or like Neo. You're killing other like samurai. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy most is just killing them because they have the best, some of the best loot, those nice. guys. Um, so I'm consistently killing guards, so I get more bounty hunters now. And that's probably where I'm going to spend a lot of my time because I enjoy just luring them in somewhere and, like, fighting one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the hunter of hunters. Um, Do you feel like King Leonidas as you're playing this game? Not yet because I'm only level 8. Okay. But I... I think one of the first skills you get is the kick, kick ability.
0: I heard that's like, you just like span. That's just so cool. Is it fun? Yeah, it use? is.
1: It is a lot of fun. I There's one where you can chuck your dagger and you like almost teleport to that dagger in the assassin's tree. So like you're 20 feet away and there's like a boss and he's like, I'm going to kill you. He's got like five people and you just go sling and all of a sudden you're just pulling that dagger out of his neck and he's at like a quarter health and you're like, that's what you get nice <laughs> so it is a lot of fun um getting new gear is a lot of fun um there is a crafting of arrows
0: okay and like fire arrows and like poison stuff yeah
1: which i horizon dawn did it best because it it seems like they're kind of looking at the picking up trees and like lo- like trees and stones and stuff the same way that horizon did it instead yeah. of like scrap metal and whatever like trees i guess um For that one, you could craft on the go with your arrows, so your bow was a lot more versatile.
0: Plus... Because it's all based around the bow. Exactly. The the game's entire combat centered around that weapon. This
1: this one, you have to go into a menu and physically click on the arrows and then craft the arrows and then (laughs) get out of the menu. Instead of, you have a pinwheel and you just click X. Yeah, Yeah. Which... Horizon Zero Dawn's at a league of its own, and this is an Assassin's Creed game. Exactly. It's not You're not going to expect the refined nature of that, um, but it was just a minor irritant. Um, let's see. So now that I'm further on, I do enjoy the bounty hunters. That's one point. Um, there is cool loot. You, every time, similar to Neo, every time you get new loot, you put it on your character and it changes your look, which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun, which was kind of the complaint of Dragon Quest. Um, the internet is angry that there are microtransactions in the game. Of course, it's, it's Ubisoft. Yeah, that's true. And I think the biggest complaint was XP boosts. So they're complaining that there's potentially the incentive for Ubisoft to like slow down XP to make you want to buy um an XP booster. Yeah. And the two sides that I've heard are if you play or if you're used to playing RPGs, then you're used to doing all the side quests yep. and things. So the pacing is built for that. But if you're used if you want to power through the main story and you're not gonna do all the side quests, you're not gonna explore, kill random people, then you're gonna hit a wall. Yeah. Or you're gonna have to eventually grind. So I can see the complaint there. It doesn't affect me because I do RPGs for days. Yeah. But, yeah, that's just another kind of minor complaint.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. I mean, I'm glad you you bought it. I'm going to definitely borrow it because I'm not... I don't want to pump 60 bucks into a game that we could easily just Yeah, off. no,
1: we can definitely trade. You still yeah. have my Horizon game, which I'm going to eventually need back. I'm not giving it
0: back. You haven't played it in like the
1: 10 months you've had it. <laughs> it's
0: very true. It's very true. Yeah. But uh, enough of the games that we've been playing recently. Let's uh, let's get into questions. So we got two emails this week, and we also got some of the Instagram questions as well. So if you want to write into the show, Otaku Brothers Podcast, you can send an email, whether it's feedback, questions, topics of suggestion, Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Ari lewis 2011 where I post periodic updates and Call-outs for questions. So, first question, our guy Travis, friend of the show, writes in. He says, oh, "The uh, yeah, because we gave him crap the last episode when he didn't he didn't give us questions. So, <laughs> the subject line was, guess I shouldn't slack on the questions because we didn't get any of that, that last episode. That's true. He says, hiya, given the dearth of questions last week, I figured I should buckle down and come up with a handful first. Or, let me see. My, again that crack in my screen gets in the way sometimes. I guess I should come up with a handful first. Though, given the Marvel Marvel themed episode, I wanted to share that my top uh, my top uh, five Marvel films are, or what my top five Marvel films are. So, coming in at number five for Travis, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. He says, "I love how Cap's movies jumped right from a World War II period piece to an almost Cold War era political thriller. The addition of Redford as the villain is on point." Number four, Doctor Strange. Like Rusty said, super trippy and fun to watch. Plus, I'm a huge Sherlock fan and thereby Cumberbatch, so twofer. I really enjoyed how it was, wasn't was just the usual duke it out climax either. I agree there. Very uh-huh. Very good pick there, Travis. Coming in at number three, Thor Ragnarok. Great humor, great action. The funniest movie I've seen in a long time. I saw the unfortunately forgettable Guardians 2, agree there, Travis, first, and I felt like Ragnarok was the film that Guardians was trying to make but just didn't hit well.
1: Yeah, I felt like the humor in
0: 2 just wasn't, yeah. Because I watched those, they
1: were about the same time that they came out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Coming in at number 2, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, To finish the dizzying high that was Ragnarok and then jump immediately into such a heavy, dark film, incredible. This one leaves you feeling like you need a shot of whiskey when it's over. I definitely agree there. Also, I agree with Ryan. Uh, Thanos is a superb character and a fully realized villain. Good choice. Coming in at number 1, no surprise here, Black Panther. Oh, man, the voice. The voice cracks. It's still rough. Man, any any morning you record a show, you got to be careful. I got my coffee here to get me through this. Black Panther. I mean, dudes, the style, the filmography, that car chase in Korea in Okio's red dress, the full and strong representation of two di- typically marginalized demographics, that being African-Americans and women, Michael B. Jordan, and the soundtrack produced by Kendrick Lamar. Love it. Yeah, all of that movie was... So so well done. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Really great. All right, so we move on to question time. Number one: Would you rather have a an open world Avatar: The Last Airbender RPG where you create your own character and elemental type and gain cooler build abilities as you level up, or B Animal Crossing: The MMO RPG Ryan?
1: Uh, Airbender RPG. Absolutely. So I see this going somewhat like Force, Force Unleashed. Okay. Um, From Star Wars. And it would be amazing. You could visit like the air kingdoms, the air temples, um, I guess the earth kingdom, water, the poles for both the water tribes, Fire Nation. I mean, you could piss off the entire Fire Nation. It's very true. Um, It would be great. Whether you, you probably wouldn't play through the, I mean, you could play through the um, events of The Last Airbender, Mm -hmm. Um, Korra, that got a little too crazy, so I don't think they would do that. Have you watched all of Korra? Uh just bits and pieces. No, because I think Amazon Prime had three of the four because they're jerks. Yeah, so that's kind of garbage. I think you had to pay for the last one and I'm frugal. Yeah. Or I, uh, and
0: annoyed. I think um you can get a Legend of Korra season on or at Walmart <laughs> for like twenty bucks. But I, I watched the first season and it was okay. It wasn't like it definitely wasn't Avatar. Yeah. But speaking of Avatar, new live action series with two of the original makers of the first one—it's coming to Netflix as a Netflix original. Really? Yeah, they're making it's like still a still Avatar world. Yeah, so they're making like a live action with real people type of thing. So basically, what uh, M Night Shyamalan failed to do. Okay. They, as long as this is good, and uh, not, would they call him the movie like Ong or something like that? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's terrible. Uh, no, for me, I feel the exact same way. I think. Um, it's kind of like limitless with pop- possibilities there with Avatar, the way they flesh out that world and the freedoms they give you as a character, as a as a player to kind of create your own character. I think would be really neat. As long as I get an Appa and a mumu yeah, uh, you know, I, I then uh, that's really all I. Care and all about. those like unique animals, and you could have different pets, yeah, right, it, and you could
1: exactly. befriend to, like that Plata Bear mm-hmm. or those like
0: giant crawlers, the Canyon Crawlers, yep.
1: Um, Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh,
0: Yeah, definitely on board for that. So, uh, Travis, make a call. Make it happen. Number two, question number two. What is your favorite movie line? And uh, he gives an example. And then we're going to kind of tie these questions two and three together. And then he says, what is your favorite unintentionally dumb movie line? And then he gives a bunch of examples. These bats are bred for one purpose. War.
1: Was that the new um, vampire movie with the guy who was the dude in The Hobbit?
0: Oh yeah, um, Dracula. Yeah, Dracula Untold or whatever it was. Yeah. Which um, I d- actually enjoyed that. movie. I did too. I thought it was, a, uh, it was pretty decent. Yeah. It was entertaining at the very least. Um, Anytime you can have um, whoever plays that main villain guy. Look his name up, because um, he was in. Um, it's not Game Luke. Of it's not Luke Evans. Yeah, it's Luke Evans. Sure. Uh, is he a sir? He might be a sir. No, it's not Sir Luke Evans. Are you kidding me? He, he he's, was guest, He's cool. Enough. He's cool, but he was guest on, and then he was the villager guy in, in The Hobbit, right? No, I'm thinking of the main, like, devil Dracula guy. In Dracula and Told, that came out, like, three or four years ago, that was Luke Evans. Okay. I'm so gonna, you, you keep looking. Um, another example, he says, he's covered in blood again. Why is he always covered in blood? Is that a Harry Potter one? I,
1: I don't know. Sounds like something out of Bloodborne.
0: I think that was a uh, Harry Potter one. Uh, you know what happens to a toad when he's when it's struck by lightning? I don't know that one either. But uh, same as
1: that, that's um, X Men. Oh, that's is it? Storm says that against the toad in the first X Men. Oh, really? On the uh, Statue of Liberty.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So. Um, it's been so long since I've seen those movies. Yeah. But um, okay. So I have definitely a few. Ryan, we need to go like uh, quote for quote here, if you like, for sure. favorite quotes. Yeah. Um. So about ninety five percent of Charles my Charles dance. That was like in the fifties. No, he was in this one. This dude, the main Dracula guy.
1: Yeah, master vampire. Oh shoot, this guy. Oh the the
0: yeah okay that that guy. I thought you meant like because Luke Evans is the one who over becomes Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: I love that Charles dance.
0: So my first quote here. I would have gone with you to the end into the very fires of Mordor. Aragorn, when he's talking to little old Frodo in uh Aemon Hen before the you know, sea of Orochai come chasing after him and Aragorn walks away with his sword up to his face and then just freaking wrecks havoc and then Legolas runs in with the arrow. Gimli throws a little axe, man. Man, my blood's pumping. My blood is pumping. Probably to do with the coffee. Ryan, what is your first quote? Uh
1: Keeping with Lord of the Rings. That still only counts as one F. Yeah, that's great. Gimli. Seeing
0: F- that in the theaters for the first time, the theater like erupted with laughter. Yeah, that was amazing.
1: That's probably the most quoted thing that my dad and I do because we saw that in theaters back when it came out. Yeah. And he just finds that hilarious and it, it was great. I <laughs> mean, that scene was so
0: cool. I mean, Legolas, if he wasn't, you know, awesome enough, freaking scales an elephant and then takes him down yeah. single handedly. Um, I love. The first dialogue, well, apart from the um, prologue, the first dialogue in the Fellowship of the Ring, a wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to, yeah. when he arrives in the Shire and, and, you know, Frodo comes up to him and says, you're late. So I love that quote.
1: Yeah. My next one is, you don't understand. They killed my dog <laughs> from... Um, oh, John name? Wick? No. Well, I mean, that too. And then, um, it's in that
0: movie,
1: uh, they made a series out of it recently. What? What is it? Shooter?
0: That's what it was. Shooter. Oh, yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Okay. That's a good movie. I love that. I actually saw that in theaters, too. Um. That's on, I swear, every weekend on multiple channels. Yeah. So I've seen
1: it, like, eight times.
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's on TNT all the time. Yeah. Um, this is one that's pretty lengthy quote, so I just cut it down to the bare bones he says that there's something wor- something good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. So
1: you have all Lord of the Rings?
0: Oh, yeah, I got at least three more Lord of the Rings, so <laughs> okay, strap, strap yourself in, folks.
1: Mine's Gladiator, are you not entertained? Okay. Or he chucks his sword, and he's just walking around after he kills everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A day may come when the courage of men <laughs> fails, <laughs> but it's not this day.
1: I actually... Also I, Aragorn? Yeah. I was in a... Uh, what is it? a co-ed like honors fraternity back in college and it was our pledge group and because i was bored and b- bad things happen when i was bored i gave a speech to our pledge class before our initiation and yes. i used that but i tailored that speech to our fraternity that's such a ryan to, thing like, to do like our pledge class yeah. stuff that we'd like bullshit that- good to do that's pretty awesome yeah no it was it was entertaining for me and then someone like ran up and hugged me some girl who had no idea who the actual <laughs> quote was from but it was like the most nerdy quote that you, could you don't know do. me but i feel like you understand <laughs> yeah. what i'm going through uh, yeah
0: um interesting times so. i'm glad to be with you sam wise here at the end of all things <laughs> <laughs> i could go on for days but my next quotes are uh harry potter quotes specifically Dumbledore. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, well, why don't you look up that Mewtwo quote because I was expecting you to do that.
1: Well, I did that in an earlier episode.
0: That's fine. We got new listeners, bro. Okay. Numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. I think that's really good. Um, Another one, you fail to recognize that it matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. Which is also similar to the Imi M- quote. So why don't you uh, take it away? Yeah,
1: I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what we do with the gifts that determine who
0: we are. Now that came out of a freaking Pokemon <laughs> yeah. movie, you know? Like that still boggles my mind. Yeah, It's
1: yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Some kids dude were... who was conceived in a tank. Yeah, from a little like pink, like fetus looking guy. Yeah, I think that's actually what he was based off of, and that's what he comes to the conclusion after he brainwashes people, brings them to an island, and then turns people to stone and lots of tears. Well, because
0: the kids are watching this movie and there's like, oh, this giant figure, he's cool, he's got a deep voice or whatever, but the parents are probably thinking like, wow, this this is actually, you know, got some substance to it. Yeah. Um,
1: This is what I learned from, yeah.
0: It is... Okay, so one more quote. It is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. So... Mm. Good stuff. Dumbledore always coming in with the uh, the good um, life advice, I suppose. (laughs) Worst movie lines. We probably have the exact same one. I only have one, so why don't you go ahead?
1: Uh, You had me at hello. I hate that one. Oh, okay. That's that's Jerry Maguire?
0: Yes. Yeah. But I know know yours. Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah. I actually never saw that, but I've heard it so many times, and it pisses me off because it's just... Dumb.
0: Nah, if you've seen the movie, it's kind of you know emotional, if you will. Nah, I'm not about that emotional crap. Ah, eh, you know. Well, <laughs> it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of a soft side. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't like sand. Yep. It's yep. coarse and rough <laughs> and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Feels Natalie Portman's face. Here, everything is soft and smooth. Get out of here, Hayden Christian was. Which- Christensen with that garbage. Actually, George
1: Lucas for writing that. Yeah, And exactly. then forcing that
0: upon us. Yeah. Gosh. Um, yeah. It's beyond Low cringe. No sand,
1: wa- like if your shoes are wet, and then it gets in your sandals, and then you're walking away, it is very irritating. It is. So he does have a point.
0: It's just, it was the, stupid. The delivery, the 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 actual written dialogue is just horrible. Yeah. Um. um let's see. There's one from
1: Twilight... Uh, you better hold on tight, spider monkey. That was dumb.
0: Um, oh, my gosh. When he starts, like, freaking, like, like jumping. jumping
1: around trees. <laughs> it's like, jeez. Um, suicide Squad. There was one normal as a setting on a dryer. Like, I think you. it was from Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. When they were talking about, like, be normal or something like that.
0: I'd also add, you know, we recently watched Ready Player One, which conceptually, I think, you know, Ernest Cline created this amazing world. Yeah, that, actually, that's actually what I. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, the idea is amazing. But I would say we watched that, that with Matt, you know, with Lauren, myself, and you, and I swear, like, 85% of that dialogue Couldn't have been more cheesy. The delivery, everything about it was just cringeworthy. Yeah, what I have written down is any line in the last
1: 15 minutes of that video game movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, it was painful.
1: It hit every cheesy point from every other movie and just just jammed it down in
0: there. Yeah, it was really pretty, pretty painful. Uh, But, again, like, the movie was good um, because, again, the concept is really pretty neat. Yeah. Right? I mean but wow that was pretty I was
1: excited and then I was less excited as the movie went on for We were like trying to watch four Deadpool hours. 2 but we
0: couldn't find it. Yeah. I looked at Ready Player 1. That's that looks pretty sweet and then we watched it and we're just like okay, it was less sweet. Um and then it didn't
1: help that we like broke it up halfway through cuz I think you had to get like groceries or something. Oh yeah. And we were all hungry and then we came back with food and we're like oh gosh, we have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um there's I have one from Transformers. My face is my warrant. Who says that? Some dude in one of the new Transformers. Oh my gosh. And uh, the notebook, If you're a bird, I'm a bird. Okay. I do those, uh, out of context, any of those romantic movie quotes, you're just like, ooh Well sure, but they lead up to it and you're like I, yeah, yeah. crying
0: in your face like you know, in your hands and you're like freaking out and they say that it's like oh my gosh. <laughs> um Yeah. Travis has one last question if you're done with horrible quotes. I mean we can go on for mm-hmm. days. Um He says, and one for Ryan, just because I don't remember if Rusty has read or watched him. Don't worry, Travis. I'm just freaking chopped liver over here. Which do you prefer, the original anime run of Full Metal Alchemist with the Conqueror of Shamballa finale movie, or the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood run that was faithful to the <laughs> then-completed manga? Personally, the original gripped me and made me fall in love with the story and eventually read the manga. Not to mention the very interesting ending. Though to be fair, Brotherhood definitely has more style." Just like Dumbledore, it's a toss-up for me.
1: Um, So, uh, I guess I read that differently when you said the question over Because I didn't know there was a movie after the original Brotherhood. Or, not Brotherhood. The original Full Metal. Okay. So, I guess I have to watch that. Because it leaves on such a cliffhanger and nothing is really resolved. Except like, hey, I want to get back to you, my bro. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that's how it ends. If that's not the case, then I'm clearly missing the finale. Okay um i put i like or i saw that one first and that gets more into like the homunculus's backgrounds and why they are what they are and kind of stuff okay um and then i saw brotherhood which i do like better yeah but i also kind of use that first uh full metal like their backstories and just applied them to these new characters gotcha um which probably you can't do but that's what i did and i made it better because you get back into like greed's backstory uh-huh. more into like lust and those guys
0: yeah okay well yeah i mean i watched the first five episodes of brotherhood mm-hmm. and really liked it i just haven't gone back because i have at least two of the blu-ray collections i don't think that's all of them though no all the episodes. there's like
1: five seasons and it's on netflix yeah um, I think I've watched it twice through, and I was just listening to it as I was playing video games. Yeah. Again, so I'm like halfway, if yeah, like about halfway through the third. Again. Yeah,
0: maybe I need to take some time just grinding Dragon Quest and kind of power through that. Yeah. No, it's
1: it's really well paced. I it's
0: probably the best pacing I've seen in a show. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, he says I'll save more questions for next time. By the way, I'm currently in a gaming slump. Definitely been there, Travis but i'm planning to jump into skyrim for switch asap Do it. i i began and then was unable to continue the game back on ps3 looking forward to it thanks travis again travis we have a group chat on uh, on our phone so definitely feel free to shoot ryan and i with questions specifically ryan because he knows more about that game than anyone on this planet yeah. but um yeah dude i mean i think if you're in a gaming slump it could go one of two ways you know like for me i'd want something very simple like go back to super mario world or golden eye in 64 but, like, for some, you know, you're in a gaming slump, I don't know what to play, you go to something open world where there's so many possibilities where it's like, I want to do something mindless, so I just walk around the world, kill things, find myself in different caves if I want to take on the main story quest or do Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, whatever. Um, that's also good, too. So I think I'd give that a try, especially with the portability. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong. So, I mean, this, when I get to Switch, I think Skyrim is something I'm definitely going to eventually get just because... If I'm on a long plane ride, Lauren, I go to Japan, whatever it is. I think to have that portably is fantastic. Yeah. So,
1: so I guess how I generally do my Skyrim playthroughs, I get through the main quest to the point that dragons can fly around, so I can start collecting bones. Yeah. Before yeah. that, there's no dragons, so mm-hmm. you have to do the first dragon quest where you kill that in that tower area, um, and then after that, you go to White Run and you can you have that city. Preloaded once you go into the city, but you can actually exit out. You show me that. jumping out. That was wild. And then you can go around, follow, and then you can go underneath the blacksmith, like um, near that the werewolf guild. Mm-hmm. And then underneath, you can actually enter a chest or like get into his chest or shop, and basically you get all the ingots and things because it's a pain to level up your smithing to a um, hundred. Yeah. So you basically get those ingots. Um, you might want to level up a bit because then you get higher ingots. Because the ingot placement in the world is based on your character's level, mm-hmm. so you level that up. Um, then you get a hundred, and then you level up your archery to the point where you um, can capture souls. Don't go to the one above it because you'll banish summons. Okay. So you basically get capture souls with your archery, and then go out into the field. I almost said. Uh, ro- the fields of Rohan. Yeah, that's but what it the, is, plains. Yeah, the plains. The plains and, of Rohan. The plains of Rohan are outside of Winter... Not Winterfell. White, White Run. White Run. The Game I, of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. Dude, this is just too much. Too many. Um, So you go out there and there's a bunch of deer and like cr- crabs and things. So basically you just capture all those souls in petty soul gems that you can get from the uh, Mage Guild in Winterhold, I think. Um, So you get in there, you just go run around to all of them, buy all their Petty
0: Soul Gems. Todd Howard listens to this podcast. You better get your stuff right. Yeah. The creator or the producer of this game. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sorry
1: we've complained about... uh, How we don't like Fallout. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. half your French or or one of your biggest IPs. Um, Yeah, so you get those Petty Soul Gems, and then you just start making, cranking out Enchanted Stuff, and you can sell those and then you get enchanting, and then you can basically be invincible. Nice. Because you can 100% destruction spells, so you can just chuck fireballs everywhere with no mana reduction. Um, you can increase your armor, so you can, yeah, you're basically invincible after that point, and you can one-shot things with the crazy swords that you make. Nice. So that's my route. It's fun to try if you haven't done it.
0: All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Skyrim tips from Ryan. Until next time. All right. We got another question here from um, (laughs) a friend of the show, previous manager, overseer of Otaku Brothers Podcast. Ryan, how do you pronounce the last name? Uh I don't,
1: we probably don't want to do his last name.
0: That's right. Yeah. We, we need to kept, keep this podcast confidential. We're looking out for you. You uh, Ryan. find
1: him, harass him. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Question numero uno Do you think Ryan, the guy who wrote in, looks like Alan from the hangover, Zach Galifianakis? Yeah. They're actually talking about me if I look like Zach
1: Galifianakis.
0: I don't see that. You need to get your. Well, hair I just lot shaved. Uh, so. Probably
1: not anymore. Um, I'd say if my beard is long and my head is really short, which I've done a few times, but I don't do that in the professional world because I look like I'm going to attack someone.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I could see it a little bit. Yeah. How would you define a hostile work environment?
1: Well, the legal legal definition is formally... um, defines a hostile work environment as unwelcoming or offensive behavior in a workplace which causes one or more employees to feel uncomfortable scared intimidated in their place of employment
0: every day of our lives so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so
1: and there's some other attributes because i was looking this up um one of the attributes was leering what does that mean um well You get your special or your attack lowered when someone uses leer on you. Yeah, that's a Pokemon move. That was (laughs) immediately what came to mind. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. It's like someone's glaring at you. Oh, okay. So when uh, Atkins did that to me back in the day, that was actually a real thing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're just leering Um, or staring at the employee's body. So I do feel like it's a hospital work environment if they're uh, leering at me to see if I look like Galvanacus. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Thanks, team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, One team. I think I've heard that one around. Interesting. Well, Ryan, (laughs) thank you for the questions. You know, definitely continue to write in about workplace hostility. And um, yeah, so really appreciate that. Well, we also got some Instagram questions. So I'm going to pull this up my phone real quick. (laughs) Ryan and I love doing these because it's kind of just like um, quick fire answer questions. And uh, typically in and you know we're we'll talking about this fashion it leads to discussions that go on for like forty five minutes. So Yeah. Um Benny, Ben Saturn writes in and says board games dedicated to specific franchises. What do you guys think of that? So I think what I'm getting from this question is like the Bloodborne card game. Yeah. You know, things like that. They're basically based on a bigger property. Mm-hmm. Um so what do you think of that? I've
1: never played any. From what you've said, the Bloodborne game was cool.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have
1: either. Um, we you have like Pokemon and stuff, Monopoly.
0: That's right. That's that's pretty sweet. So we have Lord of the Rings, Monopoly, Star Wars, and Pokemon.
1: You so you officially collect Monopolies in different. Pretty much only
0: for the things that we care about most. So if like we found a Harry, <laughs> if we found a Harry Star Wars, po- Harry Potter, Lord of Rings, Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I think we, because I mean. Monopoly is such a fun party game, even if it does go on um, longer than you would and care ruins for. friendships. Yeah, and- but I think when you're playing in Middle Earth and collecting the Shire and Helm's Deep and what have you, it makes it a lot more interesting than Park Place and Neal Avenue or whatever I, the heck. I think I've only played Monopoly once. I've probably only played it all the way through two to three times, but I've played it dozens of times. We used to play it all the time growing up. Um, another one at that local place that we go to near, yeah. that, near you... Um, I saw a Rick and Morty Munchkin. Munchkin? It's a really popular card game. Okay. And so I still have like $140 worth of credit there, so I need to get over there and... Get some Munchkin in your life? Well, I'm saying, because if, if the Bloodborne card game's there yeah. and the Munchkin Rick and Morty, I might just pick both of those up. Um, and also, I because re- I follow them on Facebook, Yeah. and they recently posted, like, they got a bunch of trades and they got a bunch of N64 games. Ooh. So I might pop over there and get some of the, the holes in my collection. Yeah. Um, Specifically Mario Golf, that's the one I really want. Um, Dude, I've always been down for Mario Golf. Yeah, the music in that game is is so fantastic and, and really calming. So um, as far as what we think about Benny, I think it's it's great. I mean, how could you not like some of your favorite franchises in, a video, in a board game form? So uh, I'm going to come back to Chrono Links because I'm going to quickly Google this because I forgot that I probably should have looked this up. Um, Travis, what's your favorite cheese, favorite comedian, And favorite cheesy comedy. (laughs) Uh, My favorite cheese is probably pepper jack. Okay, yeah, Um,
1: probably probably the same, the spicy one. Yeah, It's a little bit spicy. A little bit. It's white and it has like peppers in it. Exactly. Yeah, pepper jack.
0: Um, and I would say my favorite comedian, rest his soul, is probably Chris Farley. Um, I also really like Jim Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, um, he's really great. I've been listening to Bill Burr. Okay, I don't Hold know on. who that is. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. And
1: then cheesy comedy. Um, is it like a romantic comedy or like just a comedy in general.
0: I don't know. Um, I'm also looking up, um, Chronolink's Alex question because I I meant to look this up last night and I totally forgot. And I can't really think of anything off the top I'm of my head. Trying
1: to think of cheesy comedies.
0: Wasn't there one, uh, the one with LeBron
1: James that I didn't see? I could see those type of things being cheesy. Oh yeah, he was I, in one. I, I never saw that though. I saw his uh, scenes at least. Um, I don't know. I think most comedies are pretty cheesy, or at least as you're doing it in like a a movie form.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking about like, um, like romantic comedies, I mean. 13 Going on 30 is one of my favorite, like, kind of chick flick romantic comedy type movies. I, I guess some of that movie may come across as cheesy, but Jennifer Gardner, I think, is just so wonderful. Um, I'm such a genuine human, but um,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm looking up comedy movies, and Deadpool are, I'd say, those are cheesy. That can come across
0: as cheesy, I guess, sometimes. But it's they, so hard to identify, like, one that's like super cheesy as opposed to just like genuine comedy like i don't i don't i don't know where you draw the line there um i'm looking at some of these like i wouldn't say breakfast club comes across as cheesy i think that's just a great drama comedy movie my cousin vinny great comedy but um super bad i love you man it's really great i
1: think probably 21 or what 22 jump street That would be considered cheesy. Okay. Because the entire... Role models. The entire plot is based off of these dudes bromancing and making it sound like they're dating. So like when he's like, you're seeing other people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wild Hogs is another one that's kind of like somewhat cheesy. It's just a bunch of old guys that go on like a biker. I couldn't sit through that one. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, gosh. that's That's like the
0: king of cheese. Yeah, that really is like... Yeah. Some really sharp cheddar going on there. Um, Tropic Thunder, gosh <laughs> So get Borat. this When I first saw Tropic Thunder I didn't actually know that Robert Downey Jr. Was Af- or was not African American
1: Yeah, he had blackface on
0: we, Because I literally, I saw him His character and when I found out that Oh, he's going to be Iron Man now I was like, <laughs> wait a second What? I, I, I did not know Because I, I mean at that point I didn't really know about him specifically And I guess actors and actresses too much But yeah but now I know probably too much about actors and actresses. So Hot Fuzz. Have you ever seen Hot Fuzz? Ah, uh, I've not, with um Simon uh what, oh gosh, what the heck is his name? Um he's in the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Simon yeah. Pegg. Simon Pegg. Um I because they have a few movies. They have that zombie movie. Oh, The World's End. Not the one with uh Um Franco. The, the
1: drinking one. Yeah. Yeah is that
0: what it's called? yeah the the world's end dude my buddy and i nick um went and saw that in theaters what year would that have been five years ago Wow, we saw that five years ago i thought it was i guess five years ago um we were like literally crying because there's a plot twist in that movie that you're just like wtf is even (laughs) going on right now and then it just becomes an absolute ridiculous mess of a movie but in the best way possible
1: yeah all three of those i think world's end was the end (laughs) of that trilogy Okay. Yeah. So Hot Fuzz is in there, and then the zombie movie that they did as well. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, um, you
1: should see Hot Fuzz. I think it's on Netflix.
0: It's either that or on Amazon Prime. Probably. Yeah. yeah I'll definitely have to check that out because it's actually one of my dad's like favorite movies. Yeah. He loves it. It's
1: I've seen it so many times. It's just their style in which they film those. Yeah. It does. Uh, they make everything like super tiny at like really dramatic. Uh-huh. So it was his breakfast routine, and it's just like jump cuts of things with, like,
0: intense music to it. And it's like
1: he made toast and got a drink of water. Yeah.
0: Um, Alec ChronoLink9 writes in and says, best dressed video game character, and his was Alucard from Castlevania. Alucard. Um, So I would say Agent 47 from the Hitman series. He's got a nice tux with the, uh, the red tie. He's got the hand gloves, two silver ball... Pistols going on, bald head. He he's like the Jason Statham basically, of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sora, I really like his big shoes.
1: That's a really hard question off the cuff. I know that's um, why I'm like
0: looking it up right now. Um, gosh, I'm
1: trying to think what video games I'm playing.
0: Um, let's see here. We
1: got. Uh, I always really like the original Assassin's Creed outfit. That like was the white sweet. one. Yeah, when they're back in whatever time period they're in. Um, Nathan
0: Drake. Yeah. That's more of like a signature look, right? I mean, just super chill. Lara Croft.
1: I was thinking about that. Yeah,
0: um, and not because she's like aged. I mean, it's just like
1: she's not anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the the, the more recent two murders. Well, because really I think it's
1: also graphically. It like before everything was super po- I was gonna say it's, uh, polygonal. It's polygonal. Yeah. Porygon's a Pokemon. Yeah. So. Same. Thing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. No. Yeah. No, I really love that character, Lara Croft, especially like how she's been um reborn, so to speak, in this the this new series. Um she seems a lot more human than she was in the nineties. The girl who played her was the same girl in Ex
1: Machina who played the robot. Or the AI. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I was Have th- you seen Ex Machina? No. Dude, what is wrong with you? No, okay, so I you, I was thinking you've of got Poe Dameron, you've got Hux,
0: and you've got Laura Croft. Okay, so Oscar Isaac, right? Yeah. Um, Laura Croft. I can't remember. She's actually married to um, Magneto in real life. Really? Um, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought you were talking about, so Camilla Luddington, I think, voices uh, Laura in the games. She's also in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So, um, but it's crazy because her actual voice, she's English. Yeah. So that comes across in its reflective in the Tomb Raider games, but in Grey's Anatomy, she's totally got an American voice. Yeah, which is so wild that people can do that so easily. Um, Because we have one of the most
1: basic sounding. I guess, but I still think it's
0: pretty amazing that they're able to do that.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, you hear some of these interviews, you're like, wow, he's very Australian or he's very English. Yeah. Like Superman is, I think, very English.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I think best-risk characters, I feel like that's a question I really need to think about more. Um, Donkey Kong in DK64. Um, <laughs> I like his tie. <laughs> I like his tie, man. It really, really uh, fits well. Diddy Kong with a little uh, jacket and the hat. Um, I might
1: look this up for next
0: week and Yeah. answer this All right. better next week. We're time. going to postpone this question, Alec, for next week. I'll make a note here. Add and to uh, my spreadsheet for yeah, next Ryan, week. Yeah, Ryan, add that to the spreadsheet for next week. We are going to give that question... Um, It's due attention. This next one, the Irish Steeler himself, Dean, buddy from Ireland. Hope you had fun with the kiddos uh, down in Orlando. He says, top five TV series. And why is Breaking Bad both of your number ones? Um, So I'm not going to go in any typical or any specific order here as far as my favorite shows. Breaking Bad, definitely up there. Lost, love it. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, at least the first three seasons of Angel um, Joss Whedon, of course, um, Fireflies up there and a new show makes the list as of mm-hmm. last night. So Lauren and I, she had to go to Walmart and get a bunch of ingredients to make some food and stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to chill here and watch this on Netflix. I pull up Netflix. And as you guys know, I'm a huge horror buff. And the first thing advertised was the haunting on Hill House. And so I was thinking, oh, okay, this is like some, adaptation of The um, the Haunting, that movie with um, uh, the person married to Michael Douglas, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, that came out, you know, like 10 years ago, 15, whatever it was. Um, but it's actually a series, 10 episodes. And I was like, okay. I start watching the trailer for this, absolutely terrifying looking. And I'm like, all right, Lauren, you might want to leave now because I'm about to watch this and this looks downright terrifying. She's like, I'll watch the first episode. How bad can it be? We proceeded to watch seven straight hours of this until 12 o'clock in the morning because it was so gripping. The character development in this show is, I don't want to say it's unmatched, but it's, it's pretty unbelievable how well they're able to flesh out these characters and tell their stories when really the show is all revolving around one night of events that take place in this house. So yeah, at a don't, very
1: don't 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 spoil too much because okay. I'm watching this. Okay, today. here goes
0: the entire plot right now. No. <laughs> so at a very high level, these two parents have five kids, and the mom essentially right draws the blueprints to houses, they renovate them, and then the dad flips them. Okay, and that's kind of like their business practice. So they move their kids from house to house. You know, again, they, they renovate, they um make the house look better, and then flip it. Well, they move to this house called Hill House, and um, hadn't been lived in since the late 40s um, by the Hills, that was their last name, and over a period of days and weeks, just some really, really eerie, creepy stuff goes on, and it all leads up to this one specific night where crap really hits the fan, and so each episode, if you've watched Lost, how it kind of centers around each character's perspective of the crash and then their backstory that's essentially how this show is set up so basically it shows each child and parent's perspective of the night where the events took place but then also fleshes out their backstory and it kind of goes from you know um, present day to when they were kids it's really pretty neat interesting and downright terrifying and and this is a lot coming from me because I've seen a lot of scary movies. I have not been this scared since my mom showed me Pet Cemetery when I was, like, five or six years old, okay? Lauren and I, 50% of the time, were, like, covering each other's faces. And we're like, are you looking? No, are you looking? What's going on? We were, like – I mean, when we went to bed last night, we slept with the lights on for, like, at least 30 minutes before we turned it off. Because we were, like, so freaking scared out of our pants. So – Highly recommended. Yeah. Definitely watch this. We're going to watch the last two episodes um, tonight. But wow, it is amazing. So The ha- the Haunting on Hill House, Netflix original. Check it out, folks.
1: Um, So mine would definitely be Breaking Bad Lost, American Horror Story, which you haven't really seen mm. much of. Um, I'm trying to think what other series. I've Game seen. of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones, definitely up there. Um trying to think. What Pretty Little thing. Liars one of your favorites. One, uh, one Tree Hill. Yeah. It's, what was her name? H. She was hard... Or A.
0: Yeah. I didn't know who the she OC. was. The OC. Yeah. Yeah. Party of Five. Was, yeah, I mean, oh,
1: actually, I do like some of those like CSI shows. Yeah. Um, oh, there was one show called Lucifer, which I really liked. Supernatural, bro. Supernatural. That's
0: what I was trying to think of. How could we not think of that? Yeah.
1: No, Lucifer is... Actually, Lucifer is a Marvel character, I believe.
0: Mm. Have you watched any of those Marvel shows? Like, yeah, Jessica Iron Jones, Fist, Lucas Cage, or Luke. Cage Iron or Fist
1: wasn't good. Jessica Jones was good. I had to break that up because it was hard to watch. Because it was like Gravemind. Mind. That might be a Halo guy. Grave something, something grave. He um, Hive Mind doesn't matter. Well, that dude. He like control people, and he's like jump off a cliff, and they jump off a cliff. Interesting. So that was hard to watch because you'd like have them do terrible things, like kill their loved ones. Oh, you're gonna and love stuff.
0: haunting on Hill House or of Hill House. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's I that was hard to watch. Um, what's the other guy? Luke Cage. I did watch. It's all right. Um, the blind dude Daredevil
0: was good. Oh, I thought we were talking about the movie with Ben Affleck. I was like, dude, that was not not very Ben good. Affleck. Yeah, you know, dude, before he became Batman, he was Daredevil back in the day. Oh, no, this is the show. The show was actually pretty I good. I heard good things about that. What about The Punisher? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um The Punisher's I mean, it's a really violent show. Oh, Walking Dead, so, I guess. You know, like the first three seasons, now it's just garbage. Yeah,
1: I could I did the first three until the friends had an altercation and then after that it went downhill. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think that's the first three. Seasons. Well, then
0: Rick's going to die here in the first five episodes of season Spoilers. nine. I mean, it's he's leaving, he's leaving, the, leaving show the show to so he's direct gonna, it. He's going to die. But um, <laughs> the fact that Carl's gone, Rick's gone, Glenn's um, gone. And then Glenn's wife is going to be gone. Laurie's going to – not Laurie. Lauren. Cohen is her name. Yeah. Uh, Maggie. Maggie. Maggie's leaving. Um, is Daryl still there? Yeah, he's basically got like a six million dollar raise or something stupid like that. Because he's the only one. That like, left. I think he got like a twenty million dollar signing bonus, basically saying like, "Don't leave," because you're like the basically the last thread that's holding this show together. Yeah. So, Crossbow guy. Yeah, yeah. I liked him. Uh, but yeah, so watch the haunting of Hill House, friends, because I really, I'd like to hear your thoughts. If you like, if you like horror stuff, again, this is not for the faint of heart. This stuff is real intense. If you really like the movie Up. Exactly. You'll love this. Right up your alley. Right up your alley. But that—that uh, that, those are the only questions that we got this week. So, again, podcast at gmail.com. By only, he means,
1: like, a lot. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> we, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at lewis 2011 where, uh, again, I post periodic updates and just reminding you guys to uh, send us some quick questions for the show. But now we are getting into the main topic And uh, this is a question that always came up on gaming podcasts that I listened to in the past, particularly the All Gen Gamers podcast. If you were on a desert island, and basically Ryan and I kind of split this up into, what is it here, like four or five different categories of, you can bring three things, three games, three movies, three CDs, and three books, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you can also, because there's going to be no female companions on this um, unfortunate and do our lives as we rot away on an island for the next fifty or sixty years. But you can bring a, dog. a dog's best or a man's best friend, a dog. So yeah. maybe we start off with. You that. also survive sixty years exactly. Because then
1: having to watch your dog die, no, would not be that's cruel. not you
0: guys die on the same day, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And so, um, what breed, male or female?
1: Um, I don't know if his gender matters. It but... doesn't. I just <laughs> <laughs> it does Samoya. Yeah, okay. big fluffy smile they're known as like smiling dogs. Okay. They're big, fluffy, and white. Yeah. They're adorable.
0: I would probably get a Bernice Mountain dog. Uh-huh. Or um the one from uh Peter Pan. What are those things called?
1: Was there a dog in Peter Pan? Of course there was. That are whatever
0: it is. Peter Pan dog. German Shepherds are cool. Huskies are really good. Um just a the- Newfoundland. Newfoundland was the dog. What's it look like? Um, let me get this up. Newfoundland dog. Just like giant.
1: Uh, oh, I kind of remember that. I don't know. What was Beethoven? St. Bernard. Yeah, those are ugly. What?
0: Yeah. No. They're just drooling everywhere. They're disgusting. Well, Laura and I went to the Dolls concert and we were like walking out. Um on yeah. a wolf. Well, yeah, Timberwolf, German Shepherd mix. Yeah. Um, Their paws are massive. Oh, yeah. Well, because we went to um, the (laughs) fireworks show. Remember there was that giant one, Tank? Yeah. He was a monster. Um, But yeah, I think Bernice Mountain Dog. I think they're just really adorable man's best friend type of companion. So Mm. that's what I would go with. But let's kick it off now. Um, We'll go. Now, did you rank these or do you kind of just I have these three? These three. Okay, let's just maybe just one back and forth. Yeah, so we'll start off with games. Yeah, and so basically the setup here, um, and I didn't tell you these, but I think you're smart enough to know. So for games, no compilations. Like I can't have the Kingdom Hearts collection that has like nine games on it, right?
1: I don't have that. And
0: then same thing with movies. You can't just say like the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
1: I don't think I cheated.
0: Yeah, and then CDs. I think greatest hits are fine. I may have, che- yeah, the, I
1: I may have cheated for books, but yeah, for okay. everything else I'm good.
0: Okay, cool. So games, uh, I'll go three to one because I did rank games. Um, maybe a surprise to some, but Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth two. So this is a real time strategy game where there is a good and evil campaign. Um, it's actually like number seven, number eight on my top ten games of all time. Where you can, of course, play through the storylines um, to destroy the Great Ring as as Sauron and all those four dark forces. Or, of course, um, oh, did I say destroy the ring? Good and evil campaigns, as you yeah. you would suspect. That was the RPG one where it's, like, turn-based? Not necessarily. So this is real-time strategy. So you kind of have a bird's-eye view of everything, and you kind of, you know, construct your city, and then you, you know... Um, Spawn like little legions of guys, create this was army this on Xbox 360. Yeah, NPC, no, this game was awesome. And then you send out forces of people. What was really neat about this game, too, is you can kind of create skirmishes and uh-huh. on all the famous locations in Lord of the Rings. What I would always do, of course, Rivendell. Um, do you remember that map? Well, yeah, it was, that was cool because you like defended Rivendell as uh-huh. the forces of people came in. Um, but in Helm's Deep, you know, you would have I would typically be the elves. And I would create three armies outside of Helm's Deep that would rush the gate. And I would just have, like, lines of archers on the top of Helm's Deep just, like, arrowing all these people. And then eventually, once I'd amassed a big enough army, they would all just rush out of the gates and just destroy everyone.
1: Did you ever play the uh, PS3 game? It was, like, a Lord of
0: the Rings Battlefront game. Conquest. Very underrated game. Yeah, that was was a lot of fun. That was one of Pandemic's on un, uh unfortunately last game so pandemic was a studio that originally created the battlefront one and two mm-hmm. and then conquest i mean conquest was a very competent star wars battlefront game but with lord of the rings characters yeah and you could get heroes you know and, and you yeah, could be a not more goth but a, a naz or er, yeah you a could belrog. be belrog yeah Or oh, yeah i mean you could be it was a really cool game unfortunately i want to get that game again um but it's like about 30 bucks now i have it do you really yeah You can can use it. I want to play it because it's a really neat game. It does Um, suck that uh, PS4 cannot backwards compatible PS3. It is a bummer. That is a bummer. Um, But what is your, what's one of your games that you'd bring? Uh, My
1: number three would be Animal Crossing.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I really liked Animal Crossing games. I always maxed out my houses, but I think it'd be a lot of fun just be. Instead of, because I suck at fishing in real life because I'm not patient enough.
0: Well, just, if you're on an island, you'd have to learn pretty, pretty I quick. I know, I would.
1: <laughs> or have my uh, wolf dog hunt for food. Um, just catching red snappers for 3,000 bells and just yeah. chilling, upgrading my house. And then I could
0: finally complete the catalog from Tom Nook. I remember when I got New Leaf for the 3DS mm-hmm. and I played it for like 35 hours the first week I had it. It was just so addicting.
1: Yeah, I got that. What, junior year of college? Yeah. yeah. It was about Because
0: I remember I came home for like one of the breaks or something like that, um, whether it was spring break or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and just played that like endlessly. Because Lauren has it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, because I got it for her 3DS. Yeah, because yeah. she
1: got it after me, and by that point I had already upgraded
0: my house and I had a million bells. Then you like just... drop off like hundreds of thousands of bells for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. it was so fun to like find when that game first came out and there was all the buzz everyone was playing it and just finding all the like, little secrets. Like you could dig up holes around yourself and then knock the trees and find golden coins and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, Getting the golden versions of all the um, tools. Yeah, going to the island at certain times and finding like the different beetles that were worth more money. Yeah, and then there was like f- different fish, like a shark and things that so you can catch on that little island. Plus the characters are just so adorable. You yeah, know?
1: except the dude, the freaking badger when you shut off your game incorrectly who just
0: pesters you oh yeah yeah good choice yeah that's a good one um number two for me would be skyrim okay i think because there are endless possibilities as far as different character builds um going about the story in different ways the different guilds the expansion packs i mean which you still have to beat. yeah i mean there's just really quite literally thousands of hours worth of potential gameplay there yeah and i feel like while I can't play the game all the time, I feel like when I do take a significant break from it and go back to it again, it's like I'm playing it for the first time because I do a different build, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just so fresh and new. And um, I really don't feel like that game will ever get old. So yeah. I'm excited for the new one. Oh, that yeah. eventually comes out for sure. Uh,
1: my next one is Minecraft. Of course. Yeah. So this is another one that you can pump a lot of time into. Um, you can grind out resources for for the number of hours I've put into this game, I probably easily put a thousand hours into this game. Oh yeah, I don't doubt that. Yeah, so I could. I mean, a lot of it is clearing or like terraforming land, so that you can spend, I guess, sixty years doing, and yeah. then hone your craft for architecture and make. I mean, people have recreated, um, like the entire Game of Thrones map, the entire Lord of the Rings map. To Wild. scale. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I, I'd have a lot to do. Nice. Yeah, I never got into Minecraft. I mean, it was just... I, you know, and it's like I enjoy... What's weird is that I enjoy the Sims. You know, I enjoy Animal Crossing and things like that. These um, very heavy simulation type games where you kind of build and construct and do what you want to do. But Minecraft for me, I just... I don't know. I never got the appeal of... I I understand the appeal. It just wasn't for me, I guess. Yeah, I well, say. like
1: Sims and those kind of things, you can build and like upgrade things but it is you have set upgrades with minecraft you design everything yeah so it's not like here let me put up this style wall click the walls up exactly let me design what this wall looks like then put it
0: up after i've gathered the resources too yes yeah i'm not that creative enough i don't have that yet just get that out of here yeah Uh, i've
1: watched so many youtubers and like seen so many different styles that it's It's fun to create.
0: Yeah. Um, My number one really is no surprise here. I feel like I just beat this game for the third time earlier this year, and I'm already having a craving to play it again, probably because of the anticipation of the third one, but Kingdom Hearts won. Um, Mm. It's my favorite game of all time. It just invokes so much nostalgia. I distinctly remember the first time I played it, my first playthrough, my mom taking it away from me because I was playing it too much and not doing my homework. There's just so many memories tied to this game, specifically because... um, how the game is built with, you know, all these different, um, Disney worlds meshed with Final Fantasy characters. Um, while it was much later in my life that I, um, found the appeal for the Final Fantasy characters because I played some of those games, Disney has always been very close to my heart. So being able to visit those worlds, play alongside Donald and Goofy was really something that was unreal for me at the time. And even today I enjoy it so, so much. So, um, there's no way I could live the rest of my days without continuing to play through Kingdom Hearts, probably on an annual basis or maybe every two years. So,
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. Dude, it's going to be great. I have to pre-order that one. Yeah. I did pre-order Pokemon Let's Go. Did Pikachu, you? Pikachu, Pikachu. So I don't Perfect. know if I told you that one. Yep. Um, so that'll be good. Isn't there one more that's coming out that we're pre-ordering? Um, I, I know I'm going to eventually get Red Dead. We'll definitely Smash. That comes smash. out December 7th, I think. Yeah. Um, I'll shut down for that?
0: Yeah. There's nothing else that I was like, day one, I need to play this. Yeah. You know, like uh, Red Dead, I'll probably just borrow it from you next year or like get it. If you don't get it, then I'd get it next year when it's like 30 bucks. Yeah. I just, it's not a game I need to play day one. Yeah. No. Spider-Man, I want to play, you know, but.
1: Once it goes in sale.
0: Yeah. I just, I'm not chomping at the bit to play that. I mean, there's very few games for me that I need to play day one. I mean, Dragon Quest, I wanted to play day one, but again, I was in that gaming slump, so I didn't. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, I mean, give me a break of that Kit Kat. Like, there's just no way I'm not playing that day one. Um, And you're definitely going through that
1: at the same time, like, the Pokemon?
0: Yeah. Pokemon Let's Go uh, is a unique situation because, like, it was kind of just time and place, right time. I wanted to get a unique-looking Switch console. Mm -hmm. um, And that one was just so adorable that I couldn't pass it up. And it comes out on Lauren's birthday anyways. So if that
1: doesn't come to your house on... I'll wait to play it Okay, you start so we
0: can go through it at cool. the same time. Honestly, it's probably going to be... We're going to have to bring Lauren on the podcast because I doubt that I'm going to even get my hands on it because <laughs> yeah. she's going to be playing it. But oh, it
1: doesn't... Does she fly out to Japan again
0: the day after or something like that? No, it's delayed now, so after Thanksgiving. Oh, okay.
1: See, she knows stuff that I don't know. That's yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. My number one is Bloodborne. Okay, that's... A, I didn't... I guess
1: it's not too surprising, but... (laughs) So the more I play other games, like RPGs and things... I mean, I just went through Bloodborne twice again. But the more I play through other RPGs, the more it solidifies how great it is. Um, Both in the atmosphere, how crisp and how fast the combat is. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you're constantly dodging faster enemies and the controls react so well to the inputs that you're inputting yeah um the bosses are a lot of fun um there's so many different weapons and play styles that you can do whether you want to make it harder or not yeah i'm enjoying it more and more the more i play through it which sometimes you can get old um but yeah i'd love to play that one nice mm-hmm.
0: um hopefully they make a bloodborne too i really hope they do <clears throat> i'm glad that they're switching it up and doing sekiro shadows die twice um, I think that's going to really kind of take us by surprise as, as far as how good that's no, going I'm, to be. No, I'm really excited. For. That's the one I need to pre-order. Yeah. Shakiro. Because that comes out on my birthday, actually. Nice. Um, all so these just make sure you just, when they ask for the quantity, just make sure you hit two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so movies. Let's get on to movies. Um, I'll maybe start with the one that's probably most surprising. So this one's more sentimental. Um, Last of the Mohicans. Okay. Because I've not seen this movie all the way through. The soundtrack's phenomenal. But it's also one of my dad's favorite movies, so it's kind of like something. Each of these movies has like a specific purpose. So Last of the Mohicans is kind of like to remember my dad, but also it's just a great movie. And I don't think I've ever seen that one. The music is. I have the the soundtrack on on vinyl. It's yeah. it's amazing. My dad actually bought it for me. It's actually still sealed. I told him I'm not listening to this to this until you come over here, bring a six pack of beer, and we sit here and listen to it together. Um, but um, yeah, it's just a really great movie and. Um, the ending specifically is just very emotional. So and the song that plays at the end is just like Yeah, I, I own it, so I need to eventually watch it. Yeah. So what's what's your first movie? Bear Grills Island Edition. Nice. Because yeah. <laughs> how else are you gonna survive on a free? Exactly. Island? I'm like
1: I know nothing about island
0: survival, so I need to have the grills the teaching grills. me the way. All right. Yeah. Take it away, Bear. Let us let us know what's up. Yeah. Um The Lion King. Okay, Okay. So this is one that, again, I could watch endlessly, most likely pretty much every day of my life, and it wouldn't grow old. Again, another amazing soundtrack with Elton John. And uh, it's a movie that, yes, it's emotional at first, but then there's also lots of laughs. And uh, it's also tied to my childhood. Um, I can't talk about my childhood without also talking about The Lion King. And uh, there's no way I could go to an island without a Disney movie, and The Lion King's my favorite. so. Yeah, mine's a little different. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship. Okay, well, that's my other one, so. Yeah, no, it's,
1: I've seen that so many times, and it's just the start of such a great adventure. Mm-hmm. It's the metaphor of being on an island, just our adventure.
0: Exactly. No, it's um, such a great movie. And, I yeah, we've talked about it so many times, but just the introduction for all those characters is so, so great. And, and the Balrog, the, just the Balrog. The Balrog scene, Howard Shore's orchestrated soundtrack, everything about that movie is as far as I'm concerned, cinematic perfection. Mm-hmm. So, um, you have one more, correct? Yeah. So the aerobic champions from the eighties. Yep. Yep. All right. But I, have, cool you ever, have you ever seen those? It's like,
1: we are the champions.
0: I've not, but my mom used to do the, um, Galad, it's, like body fitness. So it was yeah. like, he was basically this guy with like this total, like late eighties, nineties hairdo headband, basically Richard Simmons on the beach on like these black mats. I was just like, Whoa, whoa. No all
1: right.
0: Let's I'm go. gonna have to after this I
1: will show you the videos because they make me so happy. These guys everyone who's listening should look up the Aerobic Champions like on YouTube. It's like a three minute video that kind of goes through it. They're the most excited, like it's all of the eighties just jammed into it. Like neon tights Oh, it's so good. <laughs> all right. And it makes me so happy to watch it. So
0: yeah, I would definitely bring that. All right. Love it. Love it. So those are our movies. Um, let's get into our CDs. I'm really interested where you're at with this. It's probably a bunch of techno stuff. But my first one, um, my favorite band of all time, absolutely no shame in saying this, is Coldplay, um, which is probably a more recent, I would say the past three years development, um, particularly their older stuff. Their first three albums to me are... Absolutely amazing. My favorite album of all time from them um, is Rush of Blood at the Head. Every song on that album is so so good. Um, particularly some of the lesser known or lesser talked about songs: Politic, Rush of Blood at the Head, Amsterdam, um, Green Eyes. There's just a lot of really really good music in that on that album. Um, so that would be one because there's a lot of like really heavy, dramatic, almost depressing songs. But then there's also other songs that I think. Um, I don't know, just bring a lot of life, so. Nice. Because these, I, I picked these three albums specifically because you're gonna probably go through a rollercoaster of emotions knowing that you're on an island by yourself for the rest of your life. With a dog. With no. a dog. Um, And so I kind of picked one that has kind of like mixed emotions, one that is pretty happy, and then the last one's like really depressing because sometimes I feel like you're in a mood where you're so depressed or sad or whatever it may be, you want to listen to sad and depressing music because it almost makes you feel better. And that's what my third album is. But what's your first?
1: Uh, Queen, Greatest Hits. Nice. Um, So I love Queen. Um, Generally at work is when I listen to techno or when I'm working out. Yeah. Um, But as far as like normal music that I listen to that I'm not trying to like either stay awake or just be ready to lift heavy objects. Yeah. Um, It's like Queen is
0: one of my go-tos. Nice. Speaking Um, of... I think it's November 2nd, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I definitely want to see that one. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be good. Um, my next one is U2's greatest hits. I think it's called like 18 singles. So, this has New Year's Day, Sunday, Buddy Sunday, One <laughs> with or without you, uh, where the streets have no name. Um, yeah, I mean, U2 is one of my favorite bands. They have been probably since my mom had the. I think it was like the 80s and 90s greatest hits with a little boy like the war hat on it's like a gold looking soundtrack ever since then I've just been kind of in love with this band and um, even over the years some of their um, like when they release an album that it was automatically downloaded on everyone's iPhone a couple of years back and everyone was like up in up in arms about it and didn't really like that album I actually really 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 love that album it's kind of the cover art's a little weird. It's like Bono like hugging some like naked person or something like that.
1: But because he does a lot of philanthropy, though.
0: Yeah, and um, he really does. He really does. He's a he's a good human being. Um, but yeah, so U two is like one of the top three bands that I really hope to see before I die. Um, all right, hopefully U stop, two stops touring before you know I die after that. But in any case, U two is one of my favorite bands and just a lot of really really good songs. Um I think Bono is one of the greatest songwriters certainly of our time um quite possibly ever I would even argue so um yeah you 2 18 singles is my second album what's your what's yours nice I did uh, Disney's greatest hits
1: nice um another compilation of a bunch of um all the movies I think the Disney greatest hits that I have on my hard drive is mostly the old songs like the princess movies um I definitely want your welcome by on oh, Moana yeah. so yeah. Cause
0: well just to listen to Moana soundtrack Moana on is an island just freaking great. It
1: just would make sense, right? Yeah, you have to have that. But yeah, Disney's greatest hits you yeah, just great music and all of those and the all these
0: iconic songs. Plus I mean it's just like if you want to feel happy, you're That's re-
1: that's my happy album. Queen is my like mid-level
0: like yeah. just
1: doing the life kind of album. Yeah,
0: so What's uh, your depressing album? Never mind. Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. So, wow, you went really depressing then. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I could have done um, you know, Alice in Chains because that's when I was really going through dark times, I'd listen to Nutshell. You want to hear a depressing song, listen to Nutshell. It's when I was like really in a dark place, that's what I listened to like on repeat. But never mind Nirvana. There's like a lot of really just headbanging songs like you know smells like teen spirit in bloom and stuff like that but well i shouldn't say in bloom that's more of like a a slower song but there's just a lot of really good songs on that album that um again head rocking but also just um you know kurt's voice is just so i don't even know how you would describe it but um yeah it's just it's depressing it's 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 just harrowing it's it's I don't know, it's it's crazy, but I I love his voice and I love, um, you know, um, Dave Grohl and the drums. And I think it's so unfortunate that Kurt didn't enjoy performing and he didn't enjoy writing and he didn't enjoy what he was doing, but he still did it and created something that is going to be with us forever and uh, certainly the memory of he him. He didn't enjoy that? No, you know, in his suicide letter, he actually wrote that he wishes he was like Freddie Mercury and the fact that he... Enjoyed playing and performing for people, he enjoyed other people liking him, mm-hmm. but he was just in such a dark place. And and Dave has even been on record in saying, like, there's just some people that you can't help as much as you want to. And, and Kurt was one of those people, like, he yeah. was just in a dark place and he never really left it. So, um, yeah, definitely Nirvana, never mind, one of my favorite albums of all time. I think one of the greatest albums of all time and all of music, but um, one I definitely wouldn't want to go to an island without. So never mind Nirvana.
1: Mine is Greatest Hits of 2000s. Okay. So, I mean, that's more of a nostalgic trip, and you can have some of, like, nice... the spoon coffee. Yeah, green days and, like, the more depressing stuff of 2000s, but you also get the happy kind of my childhood. I mean, I think NSYNC and Backstreet were early 2000s, opposed to early like the 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure because I wasn't eight years old when I was listening to Insync. Yeah. So, yeah, you get a hodgepodge of things um, as much as people rag on Nickelback for being uh, pieces of crap. You Honestly, have at least a one song or two. I don't really mind them. I there's think-
0: a few songs by them that are actually pretty decent. Like, There's one song that's actually – the content of the song is absolutely horrible, but I always listened to it when I was working out. It's called Animal. Yeah. It's basically about this girl escaping her house and going with her boyfriend and doing things. Yeah. And the dad finds them. But um, it's just so like hard rock and just like – The band got crap because I was looking at them like, why does everyone hate these guys?
1: Um, Because they – there was like a tour where they're like fundraising money for like a good cause, I think was the case. I might be misremembering. But Nickelback came on and they basically had to shut down the broadcast because they didn't want it like publicized. Mm. So it was just the people in the stadium, but not like the live stream got yeah. to see it.
0: Um, but yeah. Well, I think one yeah, of the greatest was, criticisms yeah. is that they all their stuff sounds the same. But let me clear the air real quick, people. One of the greatest hard rock bands that has been rocking for 40, over 40 years, AC/DC, they play like the same eight chords in all of their songs. So if we want to talk about a band that sounds the same, they're the king of it.
1: Well, they're talking about Thunder and they're
0: talking about but they're, Hell's Bells. They're guitar riffs. Like they're literally all the same. Probably. And they've put out like 15 different albums. And granted, AC/DC probably one of my top 10 bands of all time. Yeah. But... Their stuff sounds the same too. So I don't know why, if that's your greatest criticism, get off Chad Kroger's back.
1: Well, there's a difference between consistently sounding great for 15 albums and playing the same chords and consistently using the same crappy chords.
0: That's, that's, you know, that's fine. That's fair. But, um, yeah, I don't think Nickelback is like 98 Degrees, you know, like they're not like some boy band that's just garbage. Like why do they pick 98 Degrees? 99 was too hot. 97 is just a little too chilly. Yeah, you don't want body temperatures. Either. Yeah, get that out but of That you. might be body temperature.
1: Is that what it's after?
0: Could be. I thought body temperature was like 98.6 or something like that. It fluctuates. Yeah. Um. So those were our CDs. Which is
1: still 98 degrees. 98.6. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it might be what it is. Could be. Solved it.
0: Books. Let's get into books. Gosh, I don't even want to hear about Ryan's. <laughs> really worried you want to go first yeah i want to go first but i also want to preface this by saying like ryan if you have like some like how to be a leader and all that other garbage <laughs> yeah. you're on how an to, island by yourself and you're never getting off so if you have any of that garbage on there i swear I'm how m- to
1: mush with a single dog <laughs> yeah
0: so um the first one for me is just the bible particularly the new king james version um i mean it's just it's what i believe i'm not going. gonna why go, that version um because niv is typically what I would say nowadays people read Um, the King James version is a little bit too um, almost like Shakespearean as far as the way it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. But new King James kind of meshes the NIV with King James. And it's just, it has a little bit of that Shakespearean, but also like more newer. And I like that blend and that Mm -hmm. balance. Um,
1: Which one's the closest to um, the original language?
0: Like the Hebrew? Yeah. I would say that's a question for Travis. I'd be curious. So. I haven't
1: looked into that. I've looked into – there's so many different translations. Yeah.
0: Um, so it was interesting. Side story here. Lauren and I went um, to Florida for our honeymoon. Uh-huh. And Lauren found this deal where, um, you know, we essentially had to sit in one of those timeshare meetings and yeah. in order to get like a few nights stay and they insulted you to be you, able to right? go to Disney. So we sat down with this guy who was almost like a frat boy. He, he said something after, um, after like every sentence, he's like, you following me, you following me, you following me. And it was like, dude, I'm right here. I'm not following you. Any I'm following what you're saying.
1: Yeah. But competent enough to follow exactly. your simple sentence instructions. But he
0: he made the, his biggest mistake was bringing religion into our discussion, and yeah. he started talking about religion. He's like, yeah, you know, when King James was writing the Bible and stuff like that. And I was like, Lauren, I looked at each other, like, what is this guy even talking about? He's like, yeah, you know, King James. He was like, um, yeah, a, a king or something like that, I think. And um, his name was James. Potentially. Yeah, and, <laughs> he, and he wrote like all these different versions and stuff, and no one really knows what you know. Um, so we, all these different versions were written by different people. And Lauren and I were like looking at each other like, this guy has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. And we kind of called him out on it. He's like, okay, let's just not talk about religion. So Lauren and I are already heated, right? Like we're just like – this guy is essentially bashing what we believe. And then I was like, okay, well, he's like – and he asked like, are we interested in whatever? And he was showing us all these like luxurious places because Lauren and I want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, And I think kind of the, the, the best part about going to a place like that is finding an off-the-wall – b&b place uh she, lauren just texted me because she's in the room she says you know what i'm saying not <laughs> yeah. are you falling you know what i'm saying you know well, she what i'm just saying popped out here oh did she yeah so that's what he said so then he brings in his like little superior oh hold on i'm back His track. little superior his um because he was asking us about like wouldn't you want to go to new zealand and being this luxurious place with all this like um you know like a little pool and a really nice room and lauren and I are looking at each other like no we want to go to an old b breakfast place with an old couple that's been re- renovating this place for 40 years. Yeah, preferably and, a hobbit hole. Exactly. But that's not an option. And we said hobbit hole and he's like, they don't even have electricity there. Why would you want to go there? Uh, who cares? And I'm like, do you even know what Lord of the Rings is? You know, like we were fuming. Yeah. So he goes and gets his superior. She sits down. She's talking to us for a little bit. She knows what a hobbit hole is. She looks at me and she's like, you're so young. I, I have a 12-year-old son that looks older than you. And I just looked at her I'm like what school of what school did you go to that, that that <laughs> it's teaching you a you know marketing practices where you compliment the the hu- the newlyweds that the husband looks like he's 12 years old and the woman looks as old as she is Yeah Lauren is like 85 <laughs> so we were like freaking fuming at these people and eventually We were just like, listen, we want to get the heck out of here. So then they brought like cream of the crop sales guy. He sits down and we just shot him down like freaking duck hunt, man. We were just like, he was going on and on. And we were just like, no, no, no. We just want, we want to, we want to get to the parks. Stop talking. And so eventually, you know, we got out of there. But you bash our religion. You say Rusty looks like he's 12, which for the record, I hate when people say that to me. It really pisses me off because like, I understand, I have a young face, but like, I don't want to be. It's going to be a compliment in like
1: twenty. When years. I'm like
0: thirty five, tell yeah. me like I look like I'm twenty. But when I'm twenty five, don't tell me I look like I'm freaking twelve years old. Well, you
1: got scruff going on. I so. do.
0: I, I'm I'm trying to grow it out a little bit, but yeah. But that's just not cool.
1: No, I yeah, um, I I've never gotten that because the second I could grow a beard, I would started growing a beard. Yeah. Um, and then people were like, God, you look like 30. And I was like, I'm 15. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, are you, it's, it works the opposite way too. You're like, dude, do I really look that old? Like,
0: yeah, ugh. no, but yeah. So that was just one heck of an experience. But then we went to magic kingdom and it was all fine and dandy. But, uh, what's your first book, Ryan? Yeah. Um, I did the Samarillion. That's my second one.
1: Yeah. Um, an interesting history. It makes our history look pretty tame. but I think so. I never read it all the way through. I've gotten kind of bits and pieces, and I've listened to a bunch of videos dissecting it. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to read it all the way
0: through and kind of understand the history pre-Lord of the Rings. Definitely. I told Travis that I wanted to read it. I actually have a copy sitting over there yeah, do. on the coffee table. Um, yeah, I mean, when you talk to me about certain things that's in that book and then Travis is even texting me about stuff. I'm like reading these texts and I'm just like what the heck was Tolkien on back in the day, man? Like World War 2. His imagination supersedes any human being pretty much like I think ever. Yeah, no, he was definitely
1: brilliant. And in the videos that I watched, they reference letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the Samarillion has all the letters, but I'm guessing not, but yeah, there's a lot of lore that he had written in letters. Yeah,
0: that are you can look up as well. Interesting. Yeah, Similar was definitely my second. Um, it was a tough choice because it's like I-, I could have chosen The Hobbit, I could have chosen one of the Lord of the Rings books, but like I feel like the Simurghian kind of encompasses all of that in one cohesive novel. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I chose. Um, so I guess what's your second then? Um,
1: SAS Survival Handbook: Ultimate Handbook of Surviving Anywhere. Um I do prefer to survive. That would be a logical choice. Yes. Yeah, cuz I know nothing. I was in the Boy Scouts, but there, there was a lot of crap that went on that like I don't need a patch. I want to learn things and it was just a lot of doing time. Yeah. It felt like or Indian Guides, which is weird. Um
0: yeah, I need to know how to survive. No, that's a thing that's a good choice. Um and
1: thrive.
0: Like Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going along the same, you know, um, line of logic with, you know, survival guides, um, Calvin and Hobbes would be my third one. So, (laughs) um, you know, I actually just recently, I had, um, I get like reward points from my credit card or whatever, and I paid off every month. So I kind of accumulate all these points and, um, I had over a hundred dollars of credit on Amazon. Nice. And so I bought the complete collection of Calvin and Hobbes. It's four, um, paperback kind of books. With all of the Calvin and Hobbes and it's in its like nice hardbound um, case. And uh, so I'd kind of just bring that because it's – I think Calvin and Hobbes is so witty and so funny. But this young boy who doesn't pay attention in school slacks off, gets in trouble at home all the time, but speaks as if he's like – some like Harvard grad, yeah. you know, that is, has a PhD, you know, he's so unbelievably well-spoken and, um, the adventures that him and his, his young little, um, companion Hobbs, his little, uh, uh, stuffed animal that mm-hmm. turns into an actual cat. Um, it's just so imaginative and, and I, I love it.
1: Yeah. No, Calvin and Hobbs is a very strong choice yeah so that, I, that's my, uh, my I last think one. I have like two or three of those books. Those books are like a lot longer than a bookcase
0: unfortunately, the ones that I have yeah they are very like, they they do not fit well into a bookcase I agree most comic books don't it's kind of odd yeah um but yeah so that that's definitely my choice uh my third is the encyclopedia Britannica that be okay so like what what is in that essentially
1: I, I think there's two ways. Unless I'm misremembering, there's like an alphabetical. Okay. Um, and then there's also, I think this one's actually based off of uh, dates or years. Okay. So it'd be, I have it listed as 32 books. Okay. Um, but going through history and seeing all these different events that I didn't know would had taken place. And especially when be, you're on an island, it's like, what else? If I have 60 years, yeah. I would like to know more things. Yeah. And without bringing a computer, which we couldn't do. Britannica is the next best thing. Because we sense. used to have a
0: set in our basement and there, we had like 20 books. Well, my mom's husband, uh, Don, he actually had a set too and he ended up, um, I think, taking it to half price books and not even getting any money for it. Like, yeah. purposely. Like, he could have, but he just, like, donated it or whatever. Um, but he still has that really nice set of those old books, remember? Yeah. No, those are really like, cool. Um, all the Shakespeare works. and, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, those were all the books, CDs, movies, and games that we'd bring. Um and a pup, you need a good dog. Yeah. What would you name your dog? Smiley, probably. Smiley. Yeah, because they're known as the Smiley breed. I'd probably go Riku.
1: Yes, the best character in
0: Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Well, if Lauren and I ever got a husky, I definitely want to name him Riku. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of like the silver hair. Um. But uh. But yeah, no, I think that's an episode, right? Yeah. Um. I don't really have anything else to say about being on an island other than. Um, Currently in the state I am in. I would not last (laughs) very long. (laughs) No. But after you watch those um, aerobic films and you read... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Just thanks for the reminder. We're going to watch that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So get that queued up. But thank you all for listening. I know that uh, we took about two weeks off. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to record next. Well, yes, we will. Because I was thinking that your trip that you're going on for work, you're going to be there for like two weeks. No, I'm back Friday. You're back Friday. So we'll be good to record next weekend. Um, For episode 19, we want to do something special. At least I do for episode 20 okay um so we'll, we'll think about that if you guys have any ideas for for episode 20 of otaku brothers write into the show at otaki brothers podcast at gmail.com again you can follow me on twitter and instagram at re lewis 2011 for periodic updates about the podcast and reminding all you fine folks out there to write into the show for feedback and questions but again we want to thank you for listening feel free to write in about your desert island choices it's always interesting and to hear what uh, people would pick mm-hmm. Ryan anything else you want to add before we close the show no have a good day good weekend all that good stuff stay safe stay safe um, and classy and classy alright thank you for listening everyone we will see you next week see ya bye bye <laughs>